hey, this is easy, low stress, and here I am. I'm already breaking a sweat. Bam, we're Hi. live. Hi, good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Dude, I'm doing great. A little a little slow to the start this morning. Uh, you, I'm glad you got to witness firsthand the technical difficulties that can occur. I, I don't know how there could be technical difficulties when I was just sleeping. I left the room. Everything was great. Then I went to bed, and I woke up, and everything's jacked up. It's usually how things work, right? <laughs> right. Uh, w- w- James, uh, why uh, why are you in bed? You didn't want to get up uh, today? Yeah, you know, I was I was planning on it, but I just felt a little lazy today, so I just wanted to hang out in bed a little bit. You just like, hey, I'll do the podcast from my bed. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was gonna say I'd love to be up in an office with a with a badass light behind me like you got there, but uh, I didn't have it set up in time. Um, what what's the deal? You you had some crazy uh, mountain biking accident. It, it's uh, when I when I look at your Instagram, it looked like you were gonna you you were improving quite uh, quickly. And to be honest with you, when I um, uh, scheduled the podcast, I thought by the time we did it, you would be like up. What's going on with you? Can you tell us the story? Like what happened? Yeah, I can. Um, so uh, I was mountain biking with a bunch of buddies from uh, the gym, actually, for, uh, in Big Bear, California. Um, and I had a, a little accident, uh, not a little one, actually a big accident. Um, basically, I went head first uh, over the handlebars into the side of the mountain. Um, uh, thankfully, you know, good, well, one, I always tell, well, I've been telling people, um, CrossFit saved my life twice. Uh, once when I started it, second, um, you know, I've been doing CrossFit for a little over 10 years now. And uh, I swear by the, by building up my, my muscle structure, you know, my bone density uh, with lifting heavy weights. Um, thankfully, I had no broken bones. Um, but I did go head first into the mountain. Uh, we were at a bike park where you um, you ride the ski lift all the way up, and then you just bomb the hill down, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I uh, lost control a little bit. Hit, front tire hit a, hit a little boulder and kicked me off to the side and uh, kind of threw me head first at the speed I was going. I was unable to get my hands out to... Uh, support myself so um, my helmet my head my neck took the brunt of the force i'm a bigger guy so uh thank thank the lord i didn't have any broken bones but i did have herniations in my c3 through c7 in my upper spine um that had to be uh fused and um a laminectomy, which is uh, creating space inside of the spinal column uh, because of the herniation. So uh, because of that, I'm a quadriplegic right now, incomplete, which means I don't have a severed spinal cord. It's it's all intact, but it's damaged. So uh, what it means is I can get better. The problem is, is when we do CrossFit, everything's measured, you know, for time, uh, repeatable. <clears throat> And it's something that we could improve on, but we have no timetable with spinal cord injuries. Uh, I am making progress every single day. I get a little bit more movement. 
Um, I do have movement in all four of my limbs. It's just not any functional movement yet. Hey, um, so crash, uh, uh, basically speared into the ground with your head hitting first gives you a severe spinal cord injury and you come to and you can't move anything. Can you even talk? Uh, correct. I could talk right away. I was hyperventilating from getting the wind knocked out of me. Um, so I started calling for help. Um, luckily, a couple of riders came up behind me, were able to uh, start talking to me and call the security team um, at, at the bike park we were at. Uh, those I was face down in the dirt. Um, I remember thinking it felt like my arms were crossed in front of my chest, kind of like, I mean, it sounds weird that how people would be in a casket, you know? Uh-huh. That's what it felt like. But when I opened up my eyes, my hand was pressed up against my goggles and it was twitching. Um, so that really kind of freaked me out. Uh, I had to close my eyes the whole time talking to people. But I remember telling people that I couldn't feel my body right away because I didn't want them to make it worse by rolling me over or twisting my neck or anything. So right, right away I was yelling at people that like, I can't feel my body. I can't feel my arms and legs. Um, luckily, the security team got to me, got my helmet off, put a sea collar on me. They were very professional. Uh, it took a while um, to get everything set up, get a board under me. Um, they had to carry me off the trail to a fire road. And then from there, I got into like a razor uh, with a flatbed on it, kind of like a beefed up uh, golf cart. And uh, they took me down the mountain um, from my crash to the time I got to the parking lot. It was probably about 45 minutes. So it took a while, but they were very professional, keeping my spine intact with a sea collar. And then uh, the ambulance was already waiting for me when we got to the parking lot. And you're across, you were across the gym coach already at the time? Yes, I, I have a... Uh, um, I got into CrossFit in 2013. Um, we opened up a gym, uh, the original owner of the gym, and Certus um, uh, CrossFit. I've been managing that, uh, that gym for uh, the last two years, full-time. Um, I coach there full-time. Um, and then I run all the admin and management uh office work as well so that that's my full-time job i'm there at the gym every day um i was uh and then that that's been my full-time job for a while um full-time for two years but i've been working there for since it opened in 2014. and and james at, at one point um you were 525 pounds yes actually when i got married uh I weighed 525 pounds. Yeah, probably maybe a little more. I don't know. When you weigh that much, you don't weigh yourself a lot. There's not a lot of means to weigh yourself. You know, you can't buy a scale at Target and then hop on it because those have a weight capacity. So I was somewhere around there when I got married. Um, You would peg the scale. So you peg the scale. Like if it goes to 400, it just says, or if it's electronic, it just gives you error message. Yeah, it just gives you straight lines. So. I actually worked at, that's that's me and my wedding when I'm probably close to my heaviest. Um, and then from there, when I got into CrossFit, I was still about 480 pounds. Uh, 
starting CrossFit in 2013, um, we started in a one-car garage. The gym did with a with the original owner and myself. Um, we we uh, we met on Facebook when uh, Facebook was a thing, um, and then uh, she offered to train me free of charge. However, I had to do an accountability contract, which means I had to log a food journal. I had to log all my workouts that I did outside of what she was training me. And um, the first uh, 12 months of CrossFit, I lost over 130 pounds. Wow. Wow. So, uh, ten, 10 pounds a month, more than 10 pounds a month. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. I mean, I uh, eating right, uh, eating clean, and then just working out i was probably working out six days a week at the time james um, pronounce your last name for me sharnik sharnik just like yep. it looks dude 500 pounds is is wild um uh could you walk and stuff at 500 pounds like could you get into a car and drive somewhere and go see a movie and like you can do normal stuff at that weight yeah i was i was yeah. active i mean active as in like walking around i wasn't running or anything i remember when i first started crossfit I couldn't make it like a hundred meters barely without walking. Um, and then from there, obviously everything improves when you start moving your body and, and, and obviously doing CrossFit, but it started out really basic. I remember like my first workout was nothing. It's like, um, a 400 meter run, a few rounds of, uh, five pushups. Uh, 10 sit-ups, 15 air squats, and then a 400-meter run. Um, I remember on the runs, I had to walk, but, I mean, basically, that's like a warm-up, you know? Uh, you actually walked 800 meters at 525 pounds? You did that? Yeah, uh, a walk-slash-jog, I mean, yeah. Dude, that's that's wild. Um, the, uh, That's wild. I bet you most people can't. I bet you most people who weighed 525 pounds or who weigh that cannot do that. I was sitting next to a lady yesterday who was probably 300 pounds uh, for an hour, um, and I heard her breathing the whole time. I could hear her breathing the whole time. Yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, I'm a bigger guy. I'm six foot seven. Uh, Holy even now, shit! I'm, I'm wow. like 295 pounds now. Um, wow. So I'm a large guy, anyways. I've always been big. Uh, you know, I I played a lot of sports in high school. Um, did three different sports in high school. So I had a good uh, athletic build, I guess. Not really build. I was a big guy, but you could I was move. An athlete. Yeah. yeah I was a, You're lucky. I was an athlete. Yeah. Wow. So I was playing football, basketball, track and field. I threw shot put and discus. Um, so I was very active. But after, after high school, you get into a little party and uh, I was driving a uh, truck. And then from there, you just eat like crap and you drink sodas all day and energy drinks, try to stay awake behind the wheel. Um, and that's when going from really active to a sedentary lifestyle with no nutrition, uh, the weight just started gradually gaining, you know, and then you get to be like 32 years old when I started CrossFit. And uh, from there, it's just, you know, luckily I was able to be active and I was able to move my body through space. But uh, I remember starting CrossFit, just the air squats were were very challenging, you know. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Six, seven. Uh, um, tall, do you have tall parents? 
No, actually, my mom's about five six. My dad's around six foot, and he was the tallest in my family on both sides. And for some reason, I entered high school as a freshman. I was six one, and then when I left high school, I was six eight. So I've shrunk a little bit, you know, as you age, your your bones settle, and uh, I have back issues. I have a lot of uh, back issues and knee issues just from being that heavy for so long, you know. Um, I always tell people you can't put a house on eggshells and not expect it to crack. Um, Jake Chapman, but, uh, James, one of the guys in the comments says the milkman was six eight. Did you have a milkman uh, as a? Yeah, man? he probably was, right? <laughs> dude, you must. Was your whole family shocked? Did you think you were done growing at six one, and then you're like, dude, this is this is just keeps going? Or did uh, you know? Yeah, they were kind of shocked, but I mean, when my growth and my uh, my shoe size kept up with my age until I turned, um, 18, you know, I wear a size 17 shoe. Um, I'm, I'm just a bigger guy and they were kind of used to it by then because, um, I was, I was that big, you know, I was the biggest person in class, tallest person, biggest person. I was always large framed, even when I played sports in high school and a little bit in college, you know, my, my playing weight was around 320 pounds as a lineman um, playing football. So I was always a bigger guy. Uh, it was just kind of the thing, you know. Wow. Wow, that's a size 10 versus, and I'm a size uh, 8. That's oh, crazy. Wow. Yeah, my shoe fits inside your shoe. Oh, easily, yeah. <laughs> Uh, James, tell me, um, the, the, I want to walk through like your progress. How, how, when was the accident, the biking accident? It was, uh, Monday after father's day. So June 19th. Okay. Um, yeah, that was, that was accident. I mean, it was in the afternoon. I was in surgery by midnight, uh, at Loma Linda hospital. They flew me, they medevaced me there, um, which so, is the so closest. So four or Go five ahead. months, four or five months. Yeah, correct. Uh, Can you tell me the, the 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 worst in terms of your, if the metric is being ambulatory? And I'm just curious how the progress has been. You, The exciting part of this whole story, thank God it has one, is that you're saying you keep getting a little bit better every day. You're seeing progress, right? Mm -hmm. Can you walk yes, me through correct. that? Like, was there a point where you couldn't even drink water or you couldn't chew your food, like where you were that um uh, unable to uh, activate uh, your controls to, to maybe now you can stand. Can you walk me through just the steps? I'm very curious. Yeah, it's a it's a real slow process. Luckily, both of my doctors, uh, my neurosurgeons, say they expect me to walk again, but it could take three to five years. Um, okay. The problem is, is there's some people that have the same a similar injury to me that could walk in the you know in a year, a year and a half. Um, but there's others that, that never walk again with an incomplete spinal cord injury. So one of the um, hard things for me is, you know, coming from a CrossFit background where everything's measurable, repeatable, we can put a time to everything. We can make sure that we're doing better, we're ahead of progress, we're behind progress. Um, with this, there is no, there's no measure stick. Um, so everybody could be different. Um, so yeah, when I started, I was really hard to eat because I had swelling in my neck, um, which which bothered my um, my throat and it, it hindered the ability to eat. 
So I had problems eating right away. I had zero movement um, and a lot of pain throughout my whole body. Uh, from there, I was able each day to start slowly. The problem is, is it's a dead slow process. So like um, the progress that, that I have every day is, is so tiny that my wife has to help remind me because you know, I get frustrated. I want to see the. I want to see the progress. I want to be up and walk. Um, excuse me. I want to be up and walking already. But um, the problem is, I'm still bedridden. Uh, I have no functional movement in my in my limbs, so I can't feed myself yet. If my if my eye itches or something, I can't itch my eye, which you don't know how many times you itch your face throughout the day until you can't. Um, so right so now, every- you can't move your hands yet. Uh, James, I have very little finger movement, which is mm-hmm. ahead of the curve, which they tell me because uh, they say fingers and hands are the last things that you could do. I could bring my one hand up towards my face, um, yeah. but it is like my, 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 uh, that's about all the finger movement I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, I don't have great wrist control yet. So I'm kind of, you know, my, my wrist is just limp. Um, but, uh, in my left hand, I can bring my hand to my mouth. In fact, the other day I fed myself five bites of food, um, which is kind of amazing. Um, I can't hold a spoon yet, so they have to attach it with a basically like a Velcro strap to my hand. They make those things that that allow you to hold a spoon or a toothbrush. Um, and with a with a wrist support, I was able to feed myself five bites of food, which is uh, a lot of progress because from there, you know, I haven't been able to feed myself. I haven't been able to give myself a drink of water. So, um, that's me. Yeah. With the, with the wrist brace. Um, well, you, you were brushing strong. your, you were brushing your teeth. Yeah. Uh-huh. Some people can't even do that. Like <laughs> who haven't been yeah. in a bike accident. That's right. impressive. Um, so there, that's all in the hospital. My Instagram kind of went silent once I got home. I'm home now um, because my, uh, you know, my uh, social media manager, which is my wife, not really manager. She just took all those videos and posted them. Yeah. Um, She became my nurse when we got home. So now we're so busy each day because she's taken the spot of, you know, a staff of unlimited staff at the hospital. Right. Anytime I ring my bell, I could have five people in to help me. And right. now it's just my wife and, and friends and volunteers uh, that come by and hang out with me throughout the day. They help me turn side to side so um, I don't get any bed sores or any more bed sores. I have a, a, a rather large bed sore that I acquired in the hospital um, that I'll have to go back in for surgery later this year. Uh, to help repair it. Um, so that's one of the big things that's hindering my progress right now because I'm unable to sit up like in my wheelchair without putting the pressure in my in my tailbone and in my in my butt really uh, where my bed sore is. So that's one of the biggest things that it's hindering my progress right now. Um, and is, is that... This is might be a foolish question. I apologize, but is, so is that a workout for you now? Like, will you do that? Will you be like, okay, bring my hand to my face uh, seven times an hour and make sure you do that every hour? Like, do you have some sort of regiment you're doing? 
Yes, yes. I work with a physical therapist and occupational therapist. Uh, occupational therapists are mainly for things like you saw uh, getting me to drink, uh, brush my teeth, put on a shirt eventually, um, and things like that. The physical therapist is looking for strength and and um, making sure I have range of motion and getting my joints moving and oh, working me through oh. like a workout. Right. Uh, but yeah, like bring literally bringing my hand from extended uh, point to my to my chin. Yeah. You know, ten times, and I work that maybe three sets. Uh, but it's amazing how doing something like that is like uh, one rep max. You know, so I could do that ten times, but after about three or four reps, I'm like, I'm spent, man. It, it's, I was telling our head coach at the gym, like there's no workout I could come up with in CrossFit that replicates how hard doing that uh, five or six times is. Um, the way it just like, it, it just taxes everything. Um, James, um, what is it about the spine injury that makes it so you lost? Like basically the picture I'm seeing is, is you have this spine and you have all of these extension cords plugged into it. They go to different parts of the body and the cords fell out. That's the only way I can imagine it. Like what happened and what are you waiting for to grow back that would make it so you could get your leg back? Like, is there a cord that just fell out of the spine and you got to wait till it finds its way plugged back in or what's the so deal? Do they understand that? Yeah, kind of. I mean, you have all your nerves that go down the center of your spine. Mm -hmm. um, all the herniations in my upper neck block the signals that, that, are, that allow me to move basically my body. So if you have a, a complete like spinal cord um, where a total... And herniations are the movements of the discs? Sorry, when you say herniations, yeah. you mean the discs got moved and that there were things connected to those discs that aren't maybe aren't connected anymore. Correct. Yeah. Well, now they're connected with, with hardware. I have a, a fusion in my, in my neck. So I have a scar on the back of my head going down my neck where they fuse my spine. Um, so basically it damaged all the nerve cords. Now your nerves have, I don't know how I'm not that smart, you know, I'm just a CrossFit coach, but, uh, um, my nerve, your, your nerves have the ability to help you feel and the ability to help you move and control your body. So, I do have feeling throughout my whole body. You could touch my foot or my toe and I could tell you what, oh, what body oh. part you're touching. Yeah. Um, and anywhere you touch, I, I do have feeling now it's, it's limited because of my, where my injuries at in my lower body, it's just kind of like partially numb. Um, but I do feel it now in my upper body and my arms. Anytime somebody touches my arms or if I move my arms, it's like a like a fiery nerve pain um so i do have pain throughout my arms and shoulders uh but yeah it it, it damaged my spinal cord to where now i i need to give it time to let my spinal cord repair itself like all the nerves will repair itself uh but it takes a undisclosed amount of time and it's not guaranteed that i'll be able to move or have functional movement in my body it's just we're hoping that, that those things will, yes. Yeah, so I have hardware from my C3 through my C6, I have a fusion. Do you um, keep that forever? 
Yes, that that'll never come out, um, dude. That's crazy. That's your neck. Holy shit! Yeah, and it does limit my range of motion, like my mobility, uh, side to side. I notice, like looking left, is a lot harder, and I can't really look as far left as I can right. Up and down isn't that bad, but left and right, I could definitely feel the the. Um, I can't feel the hardware, but I can feel the. The limited range of motion and the limited mobility in my neck now but yeah that's basically i'm i don't know how current that picture is of whoever did that but uh basically i have a fusion that's similar to that uh james are there any drugs they can give you like to speed that up like can they give you testosterone or peptides or there's like any like uh hormonal shit they can do that speeds growth up well you know, living in California and our, our great government system, I don't know how peptides are, if they're legal yet. Right. Um, but I may or may not have had uh, the ability to, to be on peptides already. And luckily okay. throughout your show, yeah, I don't want to give a, uh, you know, a, a too big of a shout out, but I am a big fan and I've heard about them uh, through your show and researched them. And uh, there are, I am taking peptides right now. Uh, I've only been on them for about a week and a half uh, because I was able to find a doctor uh, who works out of state that was able to provide me with those. Um, what so what does I, he I say? Is, on those. is is there any is there any um, information about that about uh, peptides and nerve growth? Well, the biggest thing with the peptides right now is for my the wound that I'm trying to heal. I have a mm-hmm. I had a large bed sore and they had to. Um, Basically, my tailbone is exposed. Uh, it's that deep on my left uh, butt cheek. I mean, I don't know what the medical term for butt cheek is. but Your tailbone's exposed from laying on it so much it pushed through your skin? So what it did is I, I, I don't understand bed sores. And they're really with our technology nowadays, it's kind of like caveman-ish because basically you get this bed sore, which is a dead spot on your body. And mine... Um, somehow we don't know how but uh it it got to a a rather large bed sore so as soon as i got transferred to my hometown the first thing they did is they put me into surgery to debreed the bed sore which is basically uh cut out all the dead spots uh, or the dead spot it was just one spot but it was rather large like necrotic Um, so it doesn't get infected i'm guessing yeah yes exactly and um with that uh, they cut through, well, it's on my, it was on my left glute. So they cut through all your, where they dig out all the dead areas and they see how, how deep they have to dig to get to healthy tissue. So with mine, they, they had to dig through the fatty layer. Um, they did dig through most of the muscle and they got really close to the bone. And then eventually with the infection, uh, parts of my tailbone are exposed. And that's still an ongoing thing. I mean, it's been, like you said, four months, but that's one of the things that I can't believe there's not any better um, uh, healthcare methods that would help you with that because it's just such a slow process. It uh, it hinders me from sitting upright or sitting in my wheelchair um, because of the pain. And then that actually with the exposed tailbone and the infection, I actually have a infection in my bone in my tailbone now so when they do do the surgery to fill in that uh, bed sore 
they'll remove my tailbone at the same time so they remove that infected bone. Don't you need that bone? Uh, they tell me I don't. They, uh, the doctors, and by they I say the doctors and the surgical mm. team I have, um, yeah. they tell me that I'll have no effects uh, even if I'm even if and when I'm able to get up to be walking again, and uh, they'll say I have no no effects, um, and I won't even notice it. But if they keep it in with it being infected, eventually uh, I will have um, like chills, fevers, and it can cause yeah. death throughout the later stages of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, my my wife had got a really bad infection in her knee when they were trying to put a cadaver meniscus in and you described exactly what they had to do, the cutting out of the flesh, the, the, the discussion of having to amputate the entire leg. It was fucking not. And, and, it, and it was barbaric. Like just, just hearing the doctors talk, like it sounded like they had no fucking idea what they were doing. Like, it was just like, all right, well, I guess we could do yeah. this. I was like, holy shit. When they um, first told me about it, they, they literally said, uh, we're not going to do anything. And I, it was confusing the hell out of my wife and I. I'm like, what do you mean you're not going to do anything? You just spent 20 minutes telling me how dramatic and how how bad this is. And then you're telling me that you're just going to sit and watch it basically because I have no effects of the infection yet. It's not affecting my body. I don't have fevers. I don't have body aches. I don't have chills. <clears throat> so since it's not affecting the body yet, they're basically just going to sit back and, and observe it. Um, my wife got point. a crazy infection. You don't want that infection. The infection, and, and she she turned into a different person like for twelve hours. The infection was crazy. I didn't even recognize. Yeah, I bet. It. yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely don't want to do that because as yeah. it is, it's it's bad enough. And um, with the infection affecting your body, that's when it gets dangerous. Yeah, and yeah, it could it could if it depending where it's at, it would lead to amputation, and it is a scary thing. So, hey, um, uh. I'm sure you've already heard everything already, and I apologize for us doctoring you from from the internet. But what about hyperbaric chamber? Uh, th this sounds like it's a good idea too. Magdalene Eggert. There's all these stories about miracle healing in hyperbaric chamber. Have you dabbled in that? Yes. In fact, the doctor that I've, I'm working with right now, he that was able to uh, provide me with the peptides, uh, he did talk about that, and that is something that we're able to to work through. Um, the problem with that is just the money, and right now it's the transportation. Like anytime I have to go to the hospital for a doctor's appointment, or if I have to go see a specialist at the hospital um, for transportation, since I have to, I'm bedridden. They have to uh, call an ambulance. It's a non-emergency ambulance, um, and then they basically transfer me to a gurney, and they have to take me by ambulance. And then every time they do that, it's between six hundred and a thousand dollars each way so it, it, right now it's all boiling down to money and, and transportation so if you wanted to do a hyperbaric chamber every single day for two weeks the travel alone would be ten thousand dollars just like the, the taxi yeah. ride the uber ride it'd be ridiculous yeah and, and unless i wanted to purchase a hyperbaric chamber for my bed for my home you know yeah and of course i'd love to but i uh i don't have those kind of funds being a crossfit coach Caleb, how much is a hyperbaric chamber? How much is a hyperbaric chamber? I have no idea. I couldn't even guess. Do you have a GoFundMe page? I do have a GoFundMe. Um, I I think it's uh, 
honestly, I'm not even sure what my GoFundMe is. If I'm being honest, it's it's just uh, a site with it. Like you can tell your story and collect money. So let's say you wanted to do something. Let's say we wanted to raise money for you if, to buy a hyperbaric chamber. Yeah. Um, um, I do have a GoFundMe. I think it's Rhythm Claps for Coach James. I, I believe uh, um, it was started right away, actually, and, and throughout the community. And um, there's a whole other story with CrossFit communities, but uh, throughout the community and, and being on things like your show, I mean, uh, my my friends, uh, of course, at the gym, they're able to reach out and. Uh, it's funny that you go through this horrible thing and then uh, next thing I know I'm getting talked about uh, by you and by Rich Froning and, and all these people that I listen to their podcasts every day, you know, and uh, next thing I know, now I'm getting talked about it. And that's just part of the, the community of CrossFit. So I do have a GoFundMe page. The hard thing with that is you never know what to do with that because I'm, I'm going to be here and be doing, um, treatments and medical attention for the next who knows two to five yeah, that's to ten sixty seven thousand dollars that's six weeks uh, six weeks of uber for you yeah right I, yeah i totally understand what you're saying you're basically saying like hey what should you spend it on that has to last three fucking years and you're doing uh -huh. the most expensive journey of your life right yeah and i haven't even got any billing for my medical the air the, i mean they airlifted me to the hospital um uh the the transportation from Loma Linda, which is down south in LA area, to my home in Fresno, which is Central Valley. Just that transportation, that non-emergency ambulance ride was $11,000. Um, so things like that add up pretty fast, you know? So it's, I'd love to just drop 10 grand on a hyperbaric chamber, but uh, when my bills start running in and that, and that GoFundMe goes to zero really fast and I still got five to 10 years of treatment I got to pay for, and that's when it gets rough, you know. So it's hard to kind of manage those things because I have so many unknowns right now. Um, after the show, will you have Sarah um, contact me and just tell me what is the best way we could help? I want. I, I, we've never done that in the podcast. I, I, don't, I can't think of anything like... I mean, unofficially, we've gotten behind some people like uh, we had some friends who lost a house or things like that. But it would be cool to, to uh, it, man, what a what a great I would feel so uh, accomplished. If we could get you a hyperbaric chamber, but if Sarah's like, hey, that's stupid, it's better to get him $10,000 worth of peptides. We'll do that. But please have Sarah circle back um, afterwards and tell me and, and, we'll, and let's do that. Let's rally and and. and, and let these people because these people on the show want to help people like that. Th yeah. That's kind of the premise of this podcast is, you know, G Glassman's line uh, cure for the world's most vexing problem. These are people who are searching for truth and who want to do good shit. Well, exactly. And it's kind of like your commercial. I always show people that uh, when you look at CrossFitters, you're going to find uh, the best teachers in the high schools and you're going to find yep. uh, the best, the best people because you have people that are down to earth that want to get better and improve. And they also want to spread the gospel of CrossFit, I call it, because uh, trust me, every hospital I, I was in and every nurse or physical therapist that I talked to, uh, you know, I'm offering them a free week at CrossFit at my gym and, awesome. and trying to get them in. Awesome. And I actually got uh, a few nurses that, that, that joined the gym and it's all, it's all basically uh, trying to improve people's lives, you know, and that's, that's the biggest thing. I'll definitely have Sarah reach out. Um, the hardest thing is we don't know how 
uh, we don't know what the best way to help me right now is because right now I'm just trying to to heal my body. Uh, once the bills start running through, yeah, um, that helps out. But yeah, with the doctor I have, the peptides I'm giving, all those things, there's definitely ways to help. Um, you don't want to just say, oh yeah, money helps, but with the oh, healthcare system in, in, in the United States, or especially in California, everything revolves around money. I shouldn't even have, I, in my personal opinion, I shouldn't even have been released to go home with a wound like I have because now my wife has to be a nurse. You know, she's not a nurse. She has no medical training, right. but she has to change my, my dressings. You know, she has to uh, take care of me 24 hours a day. Um, and, and with a wound like that, an open wound that that's so dangerous with exposed bone, uh, the whole reason why I was released is just based off of money and insurance. And they tell you, you can only be at the rehab center for so long because um then they have to release you to be at home so 20 30 years ago you could be at a rehab center for for months or a year i was there for four weeks and that was the limit james how has this is just insight that i'm curious about how has the spinal cord injury changed other you talked about how it affected your how you feel you still feel has it affected you emotionally i don't mean emotionally like some days you cry because like fuck i can't get out of bed i'm pissed i mean like has it um has it affected you emotionally in terms of like you're emotionally more sensitive or emotionally less sensitive or has it affected your taste or your scene or the other senses the other experiences but specifically emotionally has it changed you emotionally at all um, yes, and I don't know. mean James per uh, se, but I mean the actual operating system when you look at you, the, the emotional system in the body. Yeah, well, definitely. Yes. Like James per se, it hasn't changed who I am. I'm still, luckily I was fully cognizant as soon as my crash happened, I was able to tell the security or I mean the safety team, um, exactly where my friends were parked in the parking lot and what they were wearing and how they could find them. And, um, luckily, I, I was fully cognizant immediately as soon as I woke up uh, from my crash. I was out for about, I have no idea, I was still hyperventilating from getting the wind knocked out of me. But luckily, I was fully cognizant um, emotionally and like physically, uh, you know, with all the medication I have, uh, you know, my eyes will dry out a lot. I wake up and my eyes are crusted over. I can't open them. We don't know really why if that's medication or if that's spinal cord injury. Um, when you first get a spinal cord injury, your skin's super flaky and dries out. Uh, so peeling off all my calluses on my hands were, was a, was a task, you know, for my uh, wife or, or the nursing staff. Um, a lot of things happen, uh, but emotionally, you know, I have up and ups and downs just like anybody would, but uh, luckily I have peace, uh, peace in my heart and I still have joy. I, I am a Christian, so I trust that everything's going to work out. And I know that God has a plan for me. Um, and that's one of the biggest things that helped keep my, my emotions in check. You know, now I do have days where, where I break down or, or where I'm super bummed out, especially uh, it sounds bad, but being at home, 
Um, when you're in the hospital, they keep you so busy. You have three hours of physical therapy and occupational therapy a day. So every single day I was busy for a minimum of three hours and you mm. have all the nursing staff coming in with medication and treatments and, and things that are supposed to help my spinal cord injury. And then they give you, um, they give you a lot of information. They teach you about spinal cord injuries and things that could happen to you when you go home and they try to really prepare you, but you go from that. And then when you get home, um, especially with my, with my bed sore and being bedridden without being able to get in a wheelchair, like I was able to do so much at the hospital. Um, now being at home, I, I'm basically, uh, you know, I, I lay in bed and it's a lot more, I don't want to say sedentary, uh, because that's something that we don't want as, as being CrossFitters, but it is, I'm fully sedentary and, and I don't have that action. I don't have that movement. Um, so it's been, it's been a big emotional journey since I've been home. Um, also how, long, just getting, how long has that been? Uh, I've been home for about six weeks close to, I think it was around August 23rd when I got released from the hospital. So, I was, so you I want, was you, you want more there. stimulus. You, do you think that the, the more stimulus you get, the faster you're going to heal also? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, it's where you get to notice things. Like I was so busy and I was, I was so active in the hospital that I would notice new movements. Uh, and, and I would notice things that I would start getting back quicker. Um, now that I'm home and I'm, I'm not getting as much physical therapy, uh, and, and any therapy, you know, I am getting some, but I only get three hours a week. Professional, as opposed to three hours a day, correct. And then, mm -hmm. uh, everything else we do with just my wife and I. Um, so every day we go through range of motion. In fact, I have uh, gym members from my 9 a.m. class come over after the gym and they help me with my range of motion, which is keep, keeping my body um, and my joints um, moving. So they'll put my body through movement. I have a, a list of exercises we go through. Um, and that's just to make sure that all my joints are able to still freely move. And I don't have any like calcium deposits in any joints that'll hinder movement as I, as I heal. So, um, it, it's tough because everything relies on my wife and I, I tell everybody, well, not me, I'm, I'm bedridden. I have to have somebody feed me and, and, you know, give me drinks of water, but, um, I have the easy job. I just, I. I just try to get better. My wife has the hardest job because now she's a, not only a wife and a mom to our kids, but she also has to be a full-time health care giver to me. And anytime I'm thirsty or, you know, I, I sneeze and I need my nose wiped or something as simple as that, I got to call her in or, or a friend that's here has to help me with that. So the hardest thing is on on my wife and the, and the, and the people supporting me. Um, they got the hardest job in, in all of this, I, I keep saying. Um, people will, uh, you know, someone will win like an, uh, an award and they'll be up on stage, right? And they'll be holding the award and they're like, I'm so humbled by the win of this award. And I'm like, humbled by it? You should be fucking proud as shit. What are you humbled by it? But you are actually going through, it must be incredibly humbling to go from coach to to, to needing people were you accustomed to needing people 
ever? Are you comfortable with all these people helping you? Have you had to just um, be like, fuck it, I'm going to have to be comfortable with this? Is that a huge yeah, goal? Basically, it is. I've, I've always been like a, a server. Like, you know, mm. if you're a CrossFit coach, you're serving people. So um, if you're, I've always uh, been the helper. People call me if they need, uh, if they're moving, they call me if they need, I was, I've been a handyman before. So if they need, anything fixed in their house or a ceiling fan installed or, or and you're a big guy too probably people expect you for hugs and lean on you and they just see you as a strong pillar emotionally too i'm guessing yeah and i've always been that helper i've always been the person that's gonna that people are gonna call um if they need help and if they need um you know uh support or oh i put a you know i put a hole in the wall and I, I need it repaired or they've always called me. So it's been really, really difficult um, being so reliant and actually, you know, needing help uh, from people. But it's been also, I will say, very humbling, you know, because you, I didn't earn this right. uh, to a point because I'll, I'll tell you one thing is when you're a CrossFit coach and how you treat people, uh, I, I do this and it's the first question I ask people every time we hire a new CrossFit coach at the gym. One of the first things that we look for is that give a shit. You know, you got to have a give a shit because you got to care for everybody that comes into that gym. Um, and you got to like genuinely care because people will weed out if you're just if you're just faking it. They'll they know that, you know, so. Um, one of the things is being a CrossFit coach for so long and, and affecting so many people's lives. You don't see it when you're doing it. You kind of do, but not very much. There's not really a measure stick. Um, but when you get hurt like this and you go through something that I've gone through and watch my community rally around me, and not only my community, the Sirtis CrossFit community, you know, we have about 245 members, um, which is great. And, and those members rallied greatly but also just crossfit community in general i mean um having your show talk about me early on and, and i'll tell you one thing that your analogy uh of my first video about being on round nine of fran was i it's spot on because um in that first week even in the first month it was so hard to do do things like talk you know and i was struggling in that video and that's one of the reasons why i put it out because uh, my sister and my wife were like, uh, you know, your friends and family don't understand what you're going through. They think like you're going to get up and walk out of the hospital. They don't understand how bad it is. So um, from there, I was like, I want to start these weekly videos, which they fell off and I feel bad about it. But honestly, I have no control. I can't do anything for myself. So um, like I said, the reliance on other people, but um, I wanted to show people how how bad it was with that first video and and when you were like damn he looks like he's on round nine or fran like he's struggling so bad and all i was doing was trying to talk um but when you when you circle back I, I sound callous i would never say that no i mean it was actually the best analogy ever because if anybody's ever done fran uh when you hit that I round know. nine it's like i'm i'm dead and i, I don't know how i'm hanging on um but circling all the way back of being a CrossFit coach and how you how you treat people each and every day when my injury happened and I'm watching this community rally around me so so awesome. Um, 
you know, I need 24 hour care and a lot of the stuff I need like being turned every two hours. So that includes at night. So at night, you know, at midnight, 2 a.m., 4 a.m., 6 a.m., I need to be turned onto my side and rolled over to my other side. And that's a two-person job. So we have friends. Most of everybody that's coming around are all gym members um, that, that actually spend the night at my house. And they, every two hours, they wake up and help my wife turn me um, from side to side. And to watch these people sacrifice, you know, they're, they're people with families, kids. Um, I have a buddy who has five kids. I could imagine that many kids, but uh, they still come over and they spend hours with me, you know, three times a week, or they'll spend the night with me when they have a, a four month old at home. They're still staying the night once a week to help me and, and to, to support me. And that's talk about humbling. That's big time. Uh, everybody's life. I know how busy life gets. You know, just because mine came to a screeching halt um, and slowed down doesn't mean everybody else around me. I mean, you're, you're so busy. You only have so many hours of the day, but now I have people that are that are donating and, and giving up three or four hours three times a week or, or a whole night three times a week. Um, that's just huge, and it's very, very humbling that, that people would do that. Yeah, that's wild. What an operation, huh? It's crazy. I mean, it's something that you never think about. I, I would never, never. think about the inner workings of, of somebody that's a quadriplegic or paralyzed. or. Um, but once it happens to you, it opens your eyes to a whole new world of how important, like, man, how important my spouse is. And, and that whole for better or for worse is, uh, I mean, we've been together for, we were married in 2006, but we've been dating since uh, 2000. So we've been together for 23 years and and nobody would expect that, that life happens or something that would happen to where um, thankfully she's able to cash in sick days and take, you know, a couple months off of work. Uh, but it, it, it's kind of amazing all the inner workings of this and how how much it takes just to take care of, of somebody. Um, Philip Kelly's asking how long you've been a trainer. Was it 11? You, you were, you've been a CrossFit coach for 11 years? Uh, uh, I've been doing CrossFit for 11 years. I, I actually got my level one in 2016. In okay. fact, I think you might have been there because it was the first time uh, Greg Glassman came in and gave, the, gave his speech at a level one. It was in San Jose. Um, and uh, I have a, I don't know where my picture is with Coach Glassman, but uh, he came in and I remember there was like 70 people in my level one. It was, you know, back in the day where they were able to be that large. Yeah. Um, we were in a CrossFit gym in San Jose and uh, Coach Glassman came in. I believe you might have been there videotaping. Uh, I wasn't Sounds able right. to, to talk to you, but I, it was the first time Glassman is, was uh, attending a level one and giving his I think it was the five buckets of death speech. Oh, wow. Um, wow. But he actually, he actually taught a whole segment of our, our level one. And I remember our trainers telling us how big that was. So I got my level one in 2016. And then from there, um, obviously, uh, I have a level two now and that's something that's a whole nother thing that people need to talk more about to CrossFit coaches is 
how important that level two certification is because the level one is is groundbreaking and it, it you know it teaches you so many wonderful things but it basically tells the crossfit coach like how not to kill somebody right let's make sure we don't hurt these people and we don't injure these people um but the level two is really telling them how to do it and that that was super big and and i mean the whole the whole crossfit that was our, at my level one there oh um, that's awesome there, what a crew look at how that big i was there yeah. yeah it was it was an all-star crew um and uh that yeah that was uh, 2016 in my level one um but i've been a crossfit coach since then james do you do you um, believe you're gonna walk again i do um and i know i'm not gonna stop until i do uh the work ethic i've had obviously doing crossfit for the last 10 years you know it builds a certain work ethic i'm not um my doctors you know three weeks in when they told me that uh the biggest thing it, it did was give me hope and it gave me drive i already had the drive uh to get better um but that hope of walking again and, and i remember one of my one of my physical therapists early on um my kids i was i wasn't able to see my kids for the first three weeks uh, being down in LA and, and they didn't, they have age uh, limits on visitations and hospitals. Uh, one of my nurses, um, I told her that my kids were in town at their aunt's house cause they were, and they were able to come see me. But I remember my physical therapist was in the room and they walked in and the day after that she came back. Um, and she was real like kind of emotional about it. And I didn't understand why. But after meeting my daughter, who's 13 years old at the time, she was 13, she's 14 now. But um, after meeting her, uh, my physical therapist told me, you know, there's time. And I, and I was like, time for what? She said, there's time to walk your daughter down the aisle and there's time to dance with her still at her wedding. Oh, geez. Um, wow. And that, that really, I didn't think about that yet. You know, there's so many other things to think about. One, my daughter's only 13. Right. I'm not thinking about her wedding anytime soon. Right. Um, but that, that right there gave me the, the drive to all definitely walk again. I'm not going to stop until I do. And, um, and I will walk her down the aisle one day. And that's, that's basically now that's my motivation. Now I might have to threaten her and threaten some guys to, to put off the wedding a little longer, but, uh, you know, we might have to put that into a contract. Like she can't get married until I'm able to do that. But, uh, how old are you? I kid? do believe. Uh, my daughter's fourteen, and I have a twelve-year-old son. Uh, how are they doing with it? With the with this journey, this is this has got to be a doozy for them. Uh, yeah, it is. You know, kids at that age, I'm not sure exactly how they're doing ever because, right? Uh, you know, you have a teenage daughter in high school, and and um, uh, my son just started junior high, and. Uh, you know, it's an emotional journey for them as well because they had this dad who's larger than life, you know, being a bigger guy. <clears throat> and I, and since CrossFit, I've been super active in their lives. Right. Uh, playing sports with them, um, uh, doing everything with them. You know, uh, we're, we go on hikes, we go on walks, we go on bike rides. Um, very active. And going from that and being this big protector as a dad, you know, you have this giant dad who's six foot seven, uh, 
in decent shape at 290 pounds, um, 280 pounds, you know, that's, that's a larger in life dad. That's always going to protect you. And when you go from that to now, I have, if I go, if I want to talk to dad, I have to go into his bedroom because he can't get out of his room because he's bedridden, you know, that's an emotional journey in itself. So, um, I wish I could tell you how much it affected them, but honestly, I'm not quite sure yet. Right. Um, I know it's, it's difficult. Uh, and also now my wife assumes the role of a, of a basic, basically a single parent and a caregiver and, uh, you know, all these other things that are lined up, a nurse, a physical therapist, uh, um, she's still a speech therapist, which is what her profession is. But, um, you know, now she assumes all these extra roles with with no help and having to take care of myself as well. So um, really, it is super, it, it did affect them a lot. I know it did because for one, it stole their summer break. And if you're, you're a kid in high school or in school, if you're like me, man, you live for summer break. And then um, basically at the start of summer, uh, your dad's injured in the hospital in LA. You don't see him for three weeks or a month. And then he gets moved to another hospital where you can't visit him. Um, so yeah, I had to affect him. It, it probably has more effect than I'll ever see on him. Right. Um, what, what do they want to see? What can you, what do they want to see? to know can you do move, that video let me go back a second that video it shows your feet on the ball and you're pulling the ball uh -huh. up towards yourself that looks like a good sign are you doing that or are the people doing that or both? Uh, i'm doing that fully you're, now at the time yeah. they were helping me um it, that's got to be a great video. sign right that's got to be just amazing yeah um actually like i tell you there's no measure sticks but my wife's in all these support groups now uh -huh. And actually with the ability that I have in my legs is very ahead of the curve. And it's, it's kind of, um, I don't want to say unheard of, but it's very rare with how much movement and strength I have in my legs. So there you can see all the hands that are on the ball and on my yeah. feet. Yeah. I'm able to do that all by myself now. Now they do have to support my knee because, uh, you know, that might shoot out to the side with, with, uh, a little more abductor control that I'm gaining, but I can do that fully. And we actually work on that single leg now, um, which is a little more challenging. So um, that's a big progress right there. And like, you can see it on my face right there. That's killing me, you know, yeah. uh, I'm the, with the ability that I have to do that now that we do with one leg at a time, being able to control that ball in and out with my hamstrings and my abductors and my hips uh is huge and that's a big progress um i do have great uh not great but i do have good quad strength right now um calf movement you know i can move um i can move my legs all the muscle all the major muscles in my legs the calves the hamstrings the quads um i have <clears throat> i have movement in all those which is which is good and it's kind of um uh, uncommon i'll say i don't want to say unheard of like i said but it's kind of uncommon for a spinal cord injury that's only three months in to have that much leg movement uh so I'll, i will take that even though i like i said earlier there's not a measure stick but when you hear 
people with common injuries that you're talking to in support groups and they're telling your wife like wait he has he has that much leg movement already or he's already moving his fingers you know that makes me feel good and that also gives me more encouragement to yeah to work hard and and to keep driving and i know it'll stall out i know i'll have plateaus and even the the surgeons warned me of that um but they did say that you got to work through the plateau even if it's like six months of no progress you got to keep working your physical therapy you got to keep working all your exercises because you could break through that and you could you could continue to get better um so that's one of the biggest things that drives me and like you said earlier i, I definitely in my heart i feel like i'll walk again um Yep. You need to prostitute yourself out. I know you're not in control of the phone, but someone needs to be posting every single day. And for two reasons, and it just can be just quick and dirty, right? Just point the phone, film it. James, what did you do new today? And if you're like, nothing, fine, then just post it. James, what did you do today? I can blink seven times a minute now. Post it. Because there's going to be other people who have this injury who need to see the... Did I freeze? Uh, you did? did I... Oh, now you're there. Okay. What was that? I froze. When I go like that, I froze. What the fuck was that? Did you see I froze and there was a graphic on the screen? Yeah, it showed like a thumbs up. It it froze again? Can you hear me when it's frozen? Yeah, I can hear you, yeah. If I do that, StreamYard... What? (laughs) That's cool. This thing has hand gestures? I mean, now you make me even more jealous. I can't move my hands. So listen, um, uh, for two reasons, to help raise money because people want to see progress, right? Yeah. And then, and then also, this this has to be documented because the steps are so small, so that someone can follow your journey, and so that so that they have hope. It's, we got, we got to show progress. I want to. I want. I, I, the whole time I'm I'm not 100% present as I'm talking to you because I keep trying to think of how what's a quick way we could raise $10,000 and I'm just thinking like it wouldn't be much to ask a thousand people who watch the show every day just to donate a dollar just to donate $10 be like hey can you and I can you just don't it's just a dollar a day for this for watching the show the show's free anyway. So you might as well just don't. Yeah. And I'd go every day. So just donate a dollar a day for ten days, and if a thousand people do that, that's ten thousand dollars. That's just easy money. That doesn't that doesn't affect anyone. Yeah. And so you get to be a part of this huge thing, and I'll definitely get with Sarah afterwards. This is this this should be. I I mean I guess if it was easy, everyone would do it. So it must not be easy, but it, but it should be. It sh- there should be a thousand. Um, the, it, I think we can do this. I, think, I mean, I think, I think it's, it. it's easy for people to have reach like yourself. I mean, you've built up this this community to being the CEO and all, you know. Thank um, you. You built up this community. One thing I, <laughs> I got to say, though, is we need to, uh, for the larger people that are still working on their fitness, yeah. we could use a, a, a little bit more. Um, I need a 3X in that T-shirt. I've been oh. trying to order one. Oh. Um, well, all um, the shirts, actually, but... Uh, have Sarah send me your address, and I will ha- I will send uh, 3X uh, CEO shirts. Uh, Vindicate will make them for you. This guy's so great, Travis Bellinghausen. Housen. Yeah, I mean the stuff that uh, the stuff that he, that he has on there. All the shirts are freaking awesome. Um, 
and uh yeah i'll, I'll definitely support that and, and rock those all day um but okay. anyways yeah with somebody that has your reach i think it'd be totally doable um and the hard part is you know as being a, a person like myself it's hard to just kind of horror myself out but I, it is something that i have to do yeah um, because really if i'm not going to do it for myself then nobody else is going to do it you know so i'll definitely start posting more i do need to do that it's been on my heart for a while people uh, are going to want to know the littlest things yeah james people want to hey today i moved my big toe thank you uh you should uh, i just wanted to let you know that uh, um people actually stay the night at my house to help roll me over it, that's it and then you can just post yeah. it. it can be a 20 uh those are those are potent um here's the thing once once i hear that someone's going to your house and staying the night sleeping on your couch and then getting up at two or four and six to roll you over i'm like mm -hmm. fuck i'm giving 20 bucks like like i don't want like i can't even fucking believe someone's actually giving that much to you that's that's giving yeah it that's is. hard that's hardcore um yeah those all those stories are huge and it lets people know and people want to be a part of a um people want to be a part of a story a tragic story that has a happy ending where there's yeah. you know what i mean like three years will go by like that and if you're up and walking and i got to see the whole thing and i could be like yeah i gave 10 bucks to that dude i'm like easy feel good points for me yeah and it's such yeah. a big thing like the, the the amount that that affects somebody's life i mean just just you're you're literally changing the course of somebody's life and it's so easy like you said um and, and it, it, it makes you feel good you know anytime you serve somebody anytime you help somebody yep, yep. even if nobody knows about it, it it makes you feel good inside and, and that's i don't want to sound cheesy but that's kind of priceless in itself right i mean dude that's the point of life that's the yeah. whole entire point of life that's where all of happiness resides it is. That's being a parent and being kind yeah. of in a nutshell, right? Yeah. Uh, being a parent, being a coach. Um, one one thing I will tell anybody that's listening that coaches people is, man, pour yourself into them because you never know how how much you're affecting somebody. I, I had people that that have reached out that dropped into my gym once, and I mean, I only had about an hour and a half interaction with this person, and then once my injury happened. They reached out and they donated a bunch of money to my GoFundMe, and it's kind of crazy that you 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 had one person drop into your gym. Uh, I mean, it was it was a couple, but you have a couple drop into your gym, and and you only have about an hour hour and a half interaction with this person, but you're able to affect their life so much to at least where they remember you, um, and and they're able to they want to reach out and help, and it's kind of. I mean, the community of CrossFit is unmatched. I, I, I can't think of any other community that would do things um, that that the CrossFit community has done. I mean, it's it, it is humbling, and, it, and it's humbling to the point of it's like I can't believe this is happening. You know, because um, you go from where all you're thinking about and all you're worried about at, at one point is surviving um, the next day and making sure that you're that you're able to exist still you know when early on when i was when i was getting a lot, a lot of support when this first happened you know the first couple of weeks um and it, and it was big and loud in the community it's, it's so humbling that it's 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 really amazing you know people around the around the nation are talking about a simple crossfit coach from the central valley um 
And and before that, my only claim to fame was coaching Fluffy Duck, and that guy. Oh, that's right. Anyways, that's right, Josh, Josh, Josh. Yeah, yeah Josh. He uh, he's a member of our gym. He's a good friend of mine, and uh, I love to talk crap about him. But he's actually a great guy, so I can't really talk too much crap about him. Um, but yeah, he he. Uh, before that, I mean, all I all I did was co-star in a couple of his videos, um, and then from there, I go to uh to this horrific accident but at the same time i'm able like you said to inspire people um you have you have simple things that are uh yeah and i'll tell you one thing that that guy's pretty fit too oh Um, yeah 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 josh yeah he might play it off but when he actually gets down to it and actually works that dude's pretty fit um and I actually deserve uh, an award for this one here because anytime you have a guy's junk in your face, um, right there, uh, you know, the, the payment on that video there wasn't enough. So I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> uh, jo- you know, jo- Josh and Tammy know you. We know James too, head judge at the Central Valley Throwdown. Such a good dude. So you were do- you do head judging also. Yeah, yeah, those guys were on my judge team for for a comp. Um, uh, actually, a competition. Castro, Dave Castro, came to one year uh, in Reedley, California, and it's Central Valley, and it's a great competition. I was a head judge there, and Josh and Tammy are great people. They're both one of my um, judges I can count on. Can you bring me my wallet? I'm texting my wife. I, I was trying to donate to do Go, GoFundMe right now, and I, for some reason, I guess I don't know my CRV or whatever code. Oh, the back numbers. Yeah, those things are a pain in the ass. Hey, they need to make it. You know, the easiest way to buy anything is through Amazon. Whenever someone just has like the option to pay using Amazon, I use it. Oh, is that yeah. the easiest way for you too? Oh, you oh, can't yeah. buy anything. Can you not buy anything I- anymore? Dude, I can't do anything anymore. Like, I haven't right. even been on Instagram in four months <laughs> because I can't pick up my phone and, and scroll. So, like, honestly, anytime something cool happens, you know, it really killed me is uh, the ability to watch CrossFit games in the hospital is, like, non-existent, man. I had a, yeah. a little iPad, but I was doing therapy. So, trying to watch it, you know, secondhand and... Uh, after the fact and didn't even know anything there people are coming in to visit me on sunday i have no idea of the leaderboard or or anything and coming from a crossfit coach that's been involved uh and and care so much you know about that stuff that was a surreal moment where people come in and they're all asking me hey coach uh what do you think about this and i've only watched one event so it was kind of tough in the hospital to to watch that but you know what it was pretty cool to see you there or to, to hear that you were there this year thanks um, for was the encouraging time. Thank and you. then actually one of the coolest things i thought was that coach glassman was there yeah that um, was crazy that was wild yes that was really cool i, I couldn't believe it my uh, my head coach went to the games and actually uh, talked to coach glassman a little bit in the affiliate lounge um talked to him about uh me what i was going through and then it was I, I was just super encouraged to see Coach Glassman there um, yeah. because it, it kind of will both be guys there. And actually with Dave being back um, involved in, in some aspect or 
hopefully a little bit more aspects of the CrossFit games. Kind of seems like um, that was really encouraging to, to think that like the games are coming back a little bit. You know, that's our head coach, Joe. Uh, Joe Devaney. Oh, Devaney. Uh, actually a really fit dude. Uh, I could brag on him all day, but um, he's a great coach. I mean, um, we, do, we do have a great staff. It's a small staff. Uh, but, you know, um, Joe and myself are full-time coaches. That's all we do for a living. Um, we're there this all girl the time. Looks like, this girl, uh, Cassie, looks like one of the listeners. could be related to one of the listeners. Doesn't look like her, but looks like it could be her sister, uh, Jamie Latimer. Oh, okay. Coach Cassie's amazing. Um, yeah. All those coaches are great. Um, some of them are young and, and uh, early on in their journey, but uh, – <clears throat> coming through with CrossFit coaches is harder than you think, especially when you're trying to hire. And um, I don't know if anybody really knows this or not, but CrossFit coaches don't get paid a lot of money. Right, uh, right, right. And, and it is hard to make a living. Um, but that's one of the under understated things. I think that we should, uh, I don't know how, I mean, I don't know how you'd fix that, but uh, something that needs to be helped out to professionalize the CrossFit coach and get better, better coaches out there that are that are doing that job full time that are able to devote the time and and resources necessary to, to provide the best services is something that um, hopefully would be compensated a little bit better. But that's a whole nother conversation. Um, uh, Mike uh, Poolboy, Joe is the man. He's talking about Devaney, your head trainer. Mm-hmm. Always love throwing down with him at local competitions. The dude is fit as fuck for sure. He got that dad strength. Yeah, Joe's amazing. He's uh, what a and not only is he is he fit as hell, but um, I'll tell you what, that guy's smart, man. He's he's a guy that was like, hey, uh, uh, about a year ago, he's like, I'm gonna take the level three, um, the test, and I go, all right, are you gonna study for it? He goes, no, I'm gonna take it this weekend, and I mean, he just passed it first time. Um, he just lives life. I'll tell you that much, and the guy is so smart. Um, he's a great asset to any any gym, and he helped him and I run our, our CrossFit gym. We don't own the gym, but um, we run the day-to-day operations, and uh, basically we complement each other well. But I'll tell you what, that guy, he does all of our, our programming, and um, uh, yeah, it's a fit dude, but he's also a really smart dude uh, and a great CrossFit coach. Uh, George, United States Marine Corps, there are studies that show that testosterone re- testosterone replacement therapy and electrically evoked resistance training enhanced muscle quality after spinal cord injury has been shown to increase skeletal muscle mass and improve metabolic prime. Here's the thing. That's going to be true with or without skeletal injury. I'm, what I'm just thinking is there's got to be something that makes the – the cords plug in faster. And, I, and I'm glad you're, you've, you've yeah. embarked on peptides, right? I mean, you don't need to be stronger. You need access to the fucking, to the parts, right? Yeah. yeah. I need the signal that can go from my brain signal. to the muscles to, to connect faster. That's the, that's a problem. And the, one of the other things I'm so early in my, in my journey, you know, four months, you, you think like, Oh, a lot could happen in four months. You know, there's a guy that could lose, 50 or 60 pounds starting CrossFit in four months. And that, that's huge. But when you deal with spinal cord uh, injuries and when you're dealing with your nerves, um, it doesn't happen fast. And that that's the problem. Like even the, 
the peptides just started about a week and a half ago because I'm not able to get those when I was in the hospital. Um, and, and there's a lot of things that aren't, uh, when you're in the hospital, you know, traditional medicine isn't always, I don't want to say the best, but there's all all these other things that you could try, like with that uh, gentleman that um, was talking about with electro uh, therapy and, and um, you know, there's stem cells that also I could be able to do. And there's, uh, you know, the peptides I just started, I, I, I have IV, um, I get IV bags once a week with nutritions and nutrients mm, to yeah. help me um, absorb proteins better because those are the number one things that's going to help my wound heal faster. Yeah. Not only my wound, it's going to support my body in a way that's going to, I mean, I would think it has to help my, my nerves uh, heal faster as well. Um, you know, the better that your body's running and the, the, the healthier fuel you're putting in your body, the cleaner you're eating, that has to help. Um, I don't know all the studies on that because like I said, nobody ever thinks about spinal cord injuries till they happen to you or somebody that you know. Um, but doing those things and putting better fuel in your body, better food, uh, better nutrients, those, those have to help you heal faster, I would think. Um, but it is, it's not like a broken bone where you're like, hey, you, know, you broke your arm, you're going to be in a cast for six weeks, and then you're just going to do a little bit of rehab and you're going to be fine. Spinal cord injuries, or, or it could take a year, it could take five years, it could take seven years. Um, but it all depends on, on really, I don't want to say luck, but uh, the, re the rebuilding of those nerves um, that, that nobody really has control over. Uh, James, you, um, you can't text either, can you? No, well, I do. Uh, Siri is a, is a lifesaver, really. Oh. Um, I oh. talk about technology. I could, right. you know, I'll have, even in the hospital, the nurse would put my phone on my chest. Um, I could text through Siri, talk to text, um, and I could make phone calls, but that's about it. If somebody's like, I want to FaceTime you, I can't do that unless I have somebody that's going to hold the phone up for me. Right. Um, uh, same thing with, with like, Instagram, if you guys have an Instagram problem, all you have to do to help kick it is, is just become a quadriplegic and then uh, you won't be on Instagram anymore. <laughs> hey, who said you, who said, are you looking into an iPad right now? Yes, I am looking into an iPad right now. Who set that up for you? Oh, my wife. She actually bought this attachment that when I was in the hospital, fun, mm. uh, well, like I was telling you how hard it was to watch CrossFit games. Yeah. Um, she bought this attachment that attaches to the side of a bed frame yeah. and it has this like um, metal cord thing that comes up and holds a, a iPad. Um, so that's how I was able to watch anything streaming um, when I was in the hospital because they only gave you about eight channels and um, none of them were worth a damn. Uh, right. But uh, yeah, so right now I'm an I, I um, I have this attached to my hospital bed that's in my house and it's holding up my iPad for us. She set it up perfect. Cause some people like, so when you look at it, your eyes are open. Like some, when I, when my mom FaceTimes with my uh, kids, she holds the phone down low. So her eyes or wherever she holds it, it looks like her eyes oh. are closed. I'm like, mom, put the phone up. It looks like they're talking to someone who's asleep, but your, your yeah. wife set up a perfect angle. She knows what she's doing. Yeah, um, she does. 
feel free to grab my phone number from your wife. She got it. Uh, feel free to okay. text me anytime. Stay in touch. I'd love to stay in touch with you. And uh, anything you ever want to uh, plug, any anything you want to uh, shoot the shit about, I like having guests back on for like 10 or 15 minutes at a time. Sprinkle them into shows. You're always welcome oh, back yeah, on. I love that. That's uh, amazing, man. I'm a big fan. And like I said, I've listened to a lot of your, a lot of your podcasts. Um, there's nobody that does it better. I mean, I can't believe you have the energy and, and uh, how many podcasts you put out is actually amazing. It's hard to keep up as a listener. It's uh, almost a full-time job. Even if you're not watching them, could you just push play and run them in the background, uh, loop them so I get uh, ad revenue? Thank you. Yeah, of course. All right, uh, James. Um, well, we'll be. I have a feeling we'll be in touch. Um, I will uh, definitely uh, reach out to Sarah Souza. I will reach out to Sarah today. We, we, I want to just try to do something fun, uh, flex the power of the podcast a little bit, and, and and see what we can do. We've never done that in two years. I can't remember actually ever getting behind anything. I kind of dread doing it. Cause like, I don't want this to be like an obituary podcast or you know what I mean? Like, I don't want it to be like that, but yeah. man, dude, you're definitely one of the homies. Uh, the fact, the fact that you're still recruiting people to come to your affiliate from your, uh, hospital bed is crazy. Like you, you the man, you the real thing, dude. I mean, there's only a few things you could do and only a few things in life you have control over. Right. But, uh, a couple things I like to tell everybody that I've came into contact through both the hospitals and even. Well, people that come to my house already know, but um, everybody that ever came into my hospital room, they knew one, I was a Christian and they knew mm -hmm. that I was a CrossFit coach. And uh, mm -hmm. if they were Fresno and they were local, they were getting a free week or two. I, I wasn't above bribing people with free week um, of CrossFit membership because, you know, once we get them through the door, um, it's not even hooking them. It's just it's giving them the ability to improve their lives. Like you said before, um, if, if somebody's doing CrossFit, they're going to be the best nurse in the hospital. They're going to be the best doctor in the hospital. Um, they're going to be the best teacher, so on and so forth. Um, just because their ability to put themselves through um, challenging situations and then improve themselves, work on their weaknesses, uh, and, and just work hard, put their nose to the grindstone. Well, it's awesome, dude. You're, you're representing, and um, I know we're going to talk again. So, And thank you very much for coming on the show and sharing your story. Yeah, I appreciate it, Savon. Thank you so much. All right, dude. Take care. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Mr. Sharnick. Crazy, 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 crazy. I, I, I'm trying to, I want to give the money now before I forget. Like, it's the kind of thing, like if I get it from this chair, like it, I will never do it. I'll never do it again. Uh, expiration date, 11-23. Oh, CVV number. Let's just mute all that. Should, should, should I ask my wife before I give him a hundred bucks? There are quite a few people that were donating, like people that we know, people in the CrossFit space. It's pretty cool. But if I just, I'm just going to donate like a dollar fifty. <laughs> every cent, every dollar counts. Hey, should I donate? Should I change it to? I wonder if I could donate one penny. Let me see if I can. If there's a minimum. I feel like GoFundMe would take like fifty percent oh, of that penny. Dude, I can't get into the cents. No the donation oh. must be five bucks. Damn. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna really donate one penny. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I wonder if they have a, like a least given because I know they do like a most like the most donated. Uh, yeah, like that's funny. Yeah, this isn't enough numbers, Mike. Something's wrong here. Uh, oh, uh, all right. I hate donating money. Uh, up update my card. Yeah. Oh. And then it says, uh, now help spread the word by, uh, by, uh, okay. So then I copy this and I just paste it in the comments. Yeah. I took the tip down to zero. Is that a douche move? Might I wish I have not said that out loud or people are going to be like, call the cops, take your tip to zero. No, they were talking about, somebody said in the comments, they're like, what the fuck? Um, go fund me, ask for tips. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, I'll totally sell these bags of weed. I'll totally sell these bags of weed. Listen, listen. These four bags of weed. I don't know how old this weed is. And I don't know how legal this is. I'm pro- No, I won't sell them. Sorry. I won't sell them. If I <laughs> take two, I will not sell these bags of weed. That would be completely irresponsible. But <clears throat> if there's some way to, yeah, shit weed. Yes, shit weed. That's fine. Home- homegrown shit weed. I will be happy to donate. Look, let's just look, let's take a look at these bags. Let's take a look at these. I have four big bags of shit weed that have been in here for years. Big old nuggies. Big old nuggies. Ooh, marijuana. Um, three-year-old dusty loose buds. If hey, if I just if I I could probably if I stepped on this, it would probably turn into dust. You're right. But big old nuggies. Big old, if these were titties, these would be D cup, D cup titties, big old, huge nipples. I got a, doesn't even smell like anything anymore. I got four big old bags and, um, uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I should donate. I, maybe I should donate those to the biggest donors. Is that with that is that how I do it? Someone help me figure this out. How do I go back? I want to see. I want to see. Uh, I donated because because um, I because I want attention. Because I want attention. <laughs> you know that'll show up to the public, right? That's fine. Fuck people. Thank you, though. I appreciate you warning me before I fuck myself. <laughs> Uh, takes opportunity to finish creating an account. Uh, I don't, uh, I skip to fundraiser. Uh, let me see if my, um, where's my donation. Oh, Mike McCaskey gave money already. Donald Corley gave, uh, oh, oh no. Just Mike McCaskey. Oh, I see my shit. Whoa, dude. Someone gave five grand a pizza parlor. Yeah. Crazy, right? Yeah. That's cool. Uh, see all donations. Oh, Judy Reed gave money. Anonymous mm-hmm. gave money. Anonymous. Eric Weiss, Jeffrey Birchfield, Heidi Kroom, Rory Marlowe, Austin Hartman, Jennifer Kaiswetter. Anonymous. Miss Redow. Uh, Ryan Lesnodak. Trevor. Whoa, 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 whoa. Trevor Panakuski. Anonymous. Mike McCaskey. Kevin McAdams. Oh, we went on a little run. Yeah. Reignited <laughs> the page. I'm in big trouble. I just spent next week's grocery money. 
Look at Adler good, good. Gave a G. CrossFit Solano gave 300. Look at this guy. Marcus Riviera. What, what, how did he choose that number? 37, 35. Why not just 37? I don't know. Yeah, that's cool. Jamie Hagaya. Did you see that? Miss Hagaya. Yeah. That's the Shadburn's in there too, I think, somewhere. Oh, an Armenian guy. Armenian guy. Uh, Ralph uh, Boyajian. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Hail to my peeps. Hey, that's stupid. Uh, that's. Oh, wait, another Armenian. <clears throat> oh, Bethany Shadburn with 600. Holy shit. Allison Krikorian. Johanna Wood. Would what? Would donate. Oh, look at this. McCaskey doing this uh, sleuth thing. Um, uh, odd, odd number could have been foreign currency conversion. Yeah. All right. Makes uh, sense. Sevon's volunteer weed plant from three years ago. That a fucking habit giving money to my fucking guests. He's fucking lucky he got invited to the show. Didn't it be the other way around? He should be giving me money. Yeah. Yeah. Come yeah. on. James, have your wife send me five percent of that. Three three percent. Three percent. Humbly I ask for three percent. I would kill my wife if she gave away our money. What are you doing? I'm fucking nuts. I had to change the roadcaster again at the beginning of the show. Can you fucking believe that? Oh, shoot. The roadcaster number 20. <clears throat> I just went back. I just put, plugged in the broken one, the one that wasn't working last time. Oh, okay. That's such a cool feature. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's ridiculous. What if you wave? Uh, Haley. Oh, shit. Where's my wife? Haley. Hello? Sorry. Fuck. Haley? Hi. Oh, sorry. I don't know why it's not working. I don't know why the roadcaster is not working right now. Hey, um, I donated a hundred dollars to our guest today. Oh, you're okay. All right, good. Okay, thank you. Don't don't. That's our donation for the year. Don't give to any more causes. I know you want to. I know you want to give to some Jewish fund now, probably. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <clears throat> oh, my phone's not even. Of, co of course, this this thing's not even working. Dude, all go back to anyone you know, and go back to their June twentieth Instagram post.
June 20th, 2020. And look in their Instagram, June 20, 2020. Those are all baby killers. Those are all people who condone baby killing if you see the black square. Have you seen that? Black Lives Matter has made an official stance. They condone the beheading of the babies in Israel. Did you see that? 40 babies. Those guys killed 40 babies, including beheading several of them. I didn't see that. And, and so, so basically, when I, when I think of BLM, I think of uh, the Democratic Party. Oh, Mason Mitchell, they've mostly been deleted. Yeah, BLM completely condones the... How did you not know? Who, like, who posted the black square back then that knew? BLM Chicago backs Palestinian after Hamas terror attack invasion. Dude, they posted a picture of a paraglider. Like, they supported the terrorists coming in on paragliders and beheading the babies. How 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 stupid are you that you thought Black Lives Matter was a good idea? What a fucking dummy you have to be. It's gone now. Go to go to BLM. I have the link. It's like BLM Chicago. Like, so you basically you didn't know that Black Lives Matter would mean that it's anti every other wives. You you don't anti every other lives. You don't understand the duality in that, that that mean that 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 means uh, hurt everyone else. Um, 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 you, you didn't figure that out. You didn't figure it out that it would come to this. You didn't know that these were the people you were endorsing. Are you, are you what? How stupid are you? Basically, seriously, I don't think it's a monumental leap. R- remember, the Palestinians yesterday in Australia were chanting. And Greg doesn't like me to mix Palestinians with Hamas, but like, um, gas the Jews. I have lots of Palestinian friends, by the way. One of my dearest friends in town is Palestinian. Great businessman. Awesome dude. Love him. Great to my family. Great to my family. Fortunately, he's not gay. Sorry. But he checks the Palestinian box. Straight as fuck. God, he's got a lot of beautiful kids, too. You can't chant, you can't support an organ. So Black Lives Matter supports gas the Jews and beheading babies, and they use the same platform to gather money that's the platform that the Democratic Party uses, that Act Blue platform. And they're in complete cahoots, the way morning chalk up is with kettlebells and cocktails. Cahoots. Cahoots. It's a nice partnership. I like it. What the fuck, dude? How did you so so you can I, I think it I think it's I think it's fair like to just to go to all those people now who have the black school. Earthquake? Earthquake? I think it's fair to go to all those people now and be like, yo, what's up? You down with the baby killing? I want to show you, I want to show you the, um, I'm going to show you the, uh, the picture that, uh, Chicago, the Black Lives Matter posted. It's fucking wild, dude. It's like, basically, I don't understand how it could be any more, um, supportive of baby killing. Look at, look at, these are the, these guys came in on parachutes and beheaded babies. 
There it is. Wow. <laughs> Crazy, right? What are they doing? Listen, you can't have it. You can't, you can't, um, it can't be the other way around either. You can't be, no one can be supporting the beheading of babies. There's no baby that should have their head uh, severed. Either way. Savvy, do you still not believe in evil? I just, I don't know what evil is. Evil is. I just need, are we going to define it as chopping, uh, being okay with chopping babies' heads off? Hey, and you know what's crazy? The I've been watching tons of news, right? I've been going over to like, to, I'm trying to figure out what all the fucking libs are saying. And their only response was, the Israelis did it to us. So it's okay for them to do it back. I'm just like, dude. I'm not beheading anyone's baby, no matter what. No matter, like, even if you did the worst thing to my kids, I'm not beheading your baby. Wow, dude. Wow. So you signed up to support BLM, and you didn't know back. How did the rest of us know, by the way? Hey, a bunch of us knew that you didn't need the injection. We knew. And we knew that BLM was a violent vile racist organization marxist organization that would kill in order to achieve whatever agenda it needed to achieve including beheading babies we knew that it's not here's the thing mike i don't think it's a scam mike mccaskey blm was a scam it wasn't a scam people were afraid to just stand up against it they were afraid to be like yo it's not a scam it's a real fucking organization that leverages the color of people's skin and their insecurity around it to fucking cause harm on other people. It is nasty, dude. If I'm a black person, I fucking, if I'm melanated, I'm terrified of this organization. That They're leveraging people based on their skin color to do horrible shit like condone baby killing. It's crazy. It's crazy. Did you see what Sotomayor said, uh, uh, the basketball player? Let me see if I can find that. He's like, fuck you, BLM. It's good shit. Let me see if I can find it. Um, Stoudemire? Stoudemire. What did I say? Sotomayor? Yeah. So, so I think Sotomayor is like the Supreme Court. I think uh, it's a... Uh, um, let me see if I can find the... Let me see if I can find it. Oh, here it is. One, I think it's 166. Fuck BLM. Oh, yeah, here it is. Sorry, I didn't even send you the notes. I got it. I'll pull it up. Okay. Uh, Amar uh, Stoudemire destroys Black Lives Matter, announces he stands with Israel. You don't even have to stand with Israel, by the way. I don't know who you're supposed to stand with, but you can't sever babies' heads. I woke up, man, this morning with some disturbing news out of Israel. That Hamas kidnapping children, putting them in cages killing women, killing the elderly. That's some coward shit. That's cowardly. And for all y'all Black Lives Matter who ain't saying nothing, well, let me figure out exactly what happened before I say anything. Fuck you. Figure out what? They ain't never been cool to kidnap kids and put them in cages. They ain't never been cool to kill women and, and elderly. Never been, no matter where you from, what you represent, what tribe you for, don't matter. There ain't never been no cool. There ain't never been none that nobody supported. And then you go and hide and put the kids in front of you as a barricade. That's some coward shit. All you politicians who always have something to say on the contrary, 
I see you. Fuck you. All you Black Lives Matter people who always had something to say and always supported everything else and you quiet now, fuck you too. Only place in the world where I can go and study tour and eat kosher food. Only place in the world. Some coward shit, dog. And all y'all supported, fuck you. Oh, my mama, we don't, we don't respect none of y'all for that. Did he say from his mama too? Fuck you from his mama too? We don't yeah. support any of that? I think so. Dude. Hey. I know, but I but I white skin. But I but I'm a white I'm a white skin black. You are black. I know, but I but I do I do uh, white face. I'm black, but I do white face. Keep it on the low. Holy shit. BLM. How did you not know? So like could we we could probably I want to go to like some CrossFit athletes Instagram page right now and see if they got the black square there. Look at the waterproof app. What? Wadproof. That that's is that an organization? I don't want to like call anyone out. I just want to look on my own. I don't oh. want to pull it up on the screen. I want to give them like a minute to pull their head out of their ass. Okay. Is wadproof? What is wadproof? They're like a mobility app, I think. And they do like movement assessments and stuff. Okay, okay. I'm looking. I'm I'm going to their uh I'm go- I mean, I'm not going to theirs. I'm going to some uh Instagram. Mm-hmm. Oh, they got the fucking woke Razzi of athletes on here. So these are all these athletes are baby kill condone baby killing. They got everyone. They better you better pull Ariel Lowen off there. She ain't no baby killer. I tell you that. I know that for a fact. Let me go back. Holy shit. It's like their most recent post. They got a black square in their most recent post? Yeah, go to their Instagram page. Oh shit. Posted it like this morning or something. No, no, I don't see it. It's the CrossFit Games champion. Um, Are you looking at Wadproof? Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, 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 sorry. Wad, fine, bring it up. Bring it up. Let me see. Let me see. This. All right, here we go. Let me see this. No, they have We Stand with Israel. Isn't that what you're looking for? Black Square? No, 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 no. no. Okay. No, no. I'm looking. Remember that black square that people posted on June 20th, 2020, that says oh, we support BLM? That one. And okay. Yeah. So you support you you support an organization that we all knew was a hateful organization that's openly that's openly caused uh, thousands of extra deaths of melanated people in the last few years. And now they're condoning the beheading of babies. That's the part I'm tripping on. And yet you could go to like, you know, you could go to that top 40 list of CrossFit Games athletes and half of them will have the black square. Holy shit. Sorry, Wadproof. We didn't mean to throw you in the bus. You're good people. Love you. Sorry. Yeah, love you. Sorry. Misunderstanding. Yeah, I, and and you know what? And I was and I was actually looking at the CrossFit Games Instagram. <laughs> Poor Wadproof. No, they got they got a we stand with Israel. They, they, the good shit's owned, but these people are probably Jews. In recent days, Israel has endured some of its darkest hours. The country has fallen victim to an unprecedented, extremely brutal terrorist attack. But they did it to us first. Show me, show me, 
I want to see. Show me where they did it to you first, too. I want to see. And by the way, that doesn't mean you do it to them. <laughs> hey, um, there was there was a yet yesterday they were someone was saying that they're kept in cages. I went to the BLM site and looked at all the stupid shit they say about uh, Gaza and Palestine, too. They said that those two point four million people who live there were kept in cages. First of all, a hundred thousand of them every single day commute into Israel for work. Also, Israel told them yesterday time to leave. Now, you may say, fuck you. I ain't leaving my house. Cool. I get it. But they're saying leave and they're saying leave that way down through Egypt. And uh, um, I'm leaving. I'm le like if if, if uh, Japanese subs pull up to the fucking coast, the west western coast uh, and they start fucking firing on the coast. Uh, I'm out of here. I ain't staying. I'm not, I'm not, I got one raise my kids. I'm not dying like to fight for my fucking, uh, going to Idaho, Idaho, Utah. How dare you? <laughs> um, a post to black square equals I'm an idiot. I appreciate the disclosure on their part. I know it's worse than they're an idiot. Sevon Rich posted a black square. Oh, please tell me it's not true. Someone, someone, pro someone, uh, someone probably posted it for him. Don't make assumptions. I'm not. What do you mean? Don't make assumptions. Don't make assumptions, Sevy. About what? Okay, I won't. But um, hey, listen. I'm gonna go down to this coffee shop today at the bottom of my street, and they're gonna have a BLM sign in the window. And I'm going. I have. I'm not going to assume, but I know at that point that they're okay with the beheading of babies, because they're support. They've gone out of their way to support an organization that's condoning the beheading of little babies, severing the head of a baby, dude. I thought that was like um, uh, strictly the 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 domain of uh, abortion clinics in the United States. Oh, about wadproof. Don't don't assume they're Jews. Uh, that was tongue in cheek. <clears throat> They've been warning and committing atrocities against each other for a long time. They're both totally correct to consider each other terrorists from their own perspectives. Dildo. Oh God, Rich posted one. Say it ain't so. I know. I'm in, I'm gonna say it ain't so either. That dumbass obese to beast guy made a huge doo doo about sponsoring BLM and bashing anyone that said all lives matter. I just stopped following him immediately. Oh, Nelly. Obese to beast. I wonder if I can scroll down to uh, June 20th on his account. Why would this dude play the victim? Didn't this dude take total control of his life, personal accountability and responsibility? He doesn't want anyone else to do that. He just wants to play the victim. Yeah, that makes sense. I um this guy also might be just a populist. That that's the problem with social media. It'll just turn people into um just do and follow whatever trend is like uh, they have no morals or values or any of that stuff. Let me see. I'm going to go see if uh let me see. 
I'm at uh, April of 2020. Um, this guy was on the CrossFit podcast when I was doing the CrossFit podcast there. He's probably one of the worst guests we ever had, to be completely honest. Really? Why? Um, I, 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 there was something about him that was um, pretty entitled. Hmm. He was. He would. Have you ever had a friend who put on like five thousand Instagram followers, and all of a sudden their 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 whole persona changes? Like no, that. I can imagine what that. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of like that. I don't see yeah. a black box on this dude's thing. Oh yeah, oh if he did, he he changed it. Uh, I'm looking at June twenty uh, second, twenty twenty, June twenty. Yeah, if if he'd had one, he's erased it. Oh, let's see. Yeah, I don't see. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't see it. Maybe he erased it. Oh, 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 here we go. <laughs> oh, shit. He is a, yeah, he, yep, he is a black guy. So he's, he's posted a picture of himself with his a niece, his niece, who's a black girl, melanated skin girl on his shoulders says, today I was able to march with my uh, niece to fight for equality. I believe Black Lives Matter and then hashtag Black Lives Matter. I wonder if he's rethinking that now. What do you think about all the, all the money that they donated to the good causes? Oh, wait, they didn't. They didn't donate uh, money to good causes. They kept the money. They extorted it. What do you think about the fact uh, that they support the beheading of babies? The irony is, is he has a little child on his shoulder in that picture. Damn. How did you not know? I was stupid once, too. I shouldn't say that. I remember thinking affirmative action was cool, and I never once was like, oh, but that means some white kids don't get to go to college. I never thought of it like that. Oh, Philip Kelly, he woke as fuck. Hashtag baby killer. Oh, he has a BLM section? This guy has a BLM section? Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Oh, there this it is. This guy's celebrating George. Well, here we go. Here we go. Well, that makes sense. If you celebrating George Floyd, you are a world-class scumbag. Please, I can't breathe. My stomach hurts. My neck hurts. Everything hurts. They're going to kill me. Uh, dude, obese to beast. He he said that at all three of his prior arrests. You know that, right? The I can't breathe thing. And you know he said that when he's in the back of the car and they took him out of the car and called an ambulance. That's what most criminals What do can't keep there. happening? You can't allow people. The only thing that the cops were guilty of is allowing him to eat the fentanyl. They should have grabbed the fentanyl out of his hand. He ate it. All three of his previous arrests, he ate the drugs. There's video of it. You can see it, and you can read the doctor's report. He ate the drugs. And so he was having a reaction to it. Anti-racism activist Jane Elliott leaves white audiences speechless with brilliant questions about race. Oh, here we go. Here, let me see what this guy's. Let me see what he's saying here. This is great. Wow. Seeing the blackout and are posting uh, Black Lives Matter and 
if you are someone that is going to go on those posts and write hashtag all lives matter, you are 100% choosing to be ignorant in this. If you have not seen the explanations of the thousands of people that are saying just because you say black lives matter, no one is saying any other life doesn't matter. Uh, the, except for the black lives matter movement is saying that. Do you get what, do you get how he, he's told? Is that the whole the, basis for the black lives matter? That's movement? the whole basis for the black lives matter. And there's, and they're saying it now, dude, they're saying it now. They're basically telling you now we don't care about babies dying. Do you not see that? It doesn't matter what you think. It matters what the organization is portraying themselves as. It's an expansion of their. Choosing to go on those posts and you are choosing to write all lives matter. You are choosing to be ignorant. It is not hard to find this information. Who's choosing to be ignorant? <laughs> this is what a racist child looks like, by the way. This is, this is what happens when you've been indoctrinated. Man, what a, what a joker. Oh, here we go. This, uh, this says, um, thank I've gotten a few messages saying, thank you for not being afraid to speak up about this. Uh, I'm so grateful uh, for your kind words. Uh, dude, it was the populist thing to say. Everyone was doing it. And still to this day, anyone who stands up against it gets hated on. What do you mean? You didn't do anything brave. You jumped on the fucking bandwagon. Let me guess. You live in California. What a ding dong. It, it, this is like he's trying to suck his dick, his own dick publicly. I bet you I bet you he takes this whole thing down within a, within a week. Now that now that he's been exposed for uh, being a um uh condoning baby the beheading of babies. Oh, maybe that's why he's afraid Philip if he's in um uh if he's in um Florida, maybe that's why he's afraid. She was sought, shot in the face by a rubber bullet, and so she you want to raise $85,000 for her? Jeez Louise. Wow. Jeez Louise. If I'm this dude, get better today. I fucking ask you to take my shit off your fucking baby-killing website. Wow. I don't know. I don't think it's any. I don't think it's any big leap of faith at all, or uh, a leap of faith, a leap of uh, logic at all. BLM posting all sorts of stuff. Newsweek even posted something about it, being like, "Oh shit, BLM done stepped out on this one." By the way, there's lots of politicians that said dumb shit in the beginning that are trying to walk it back. Um, let me see if I can uh, find the Newsweek article here. What a mess. <clears throat> Black Lives Matter. Borders of Black Lives Matter BLM movement expressed distaste for the organization on Tuesday after BLM chapter shared a statement supporting Palestinian people. Uh, by the way, they didn't so just support Palestinian people. They posted pictures of the terrorists coming in, uh, uh, cartoon images of the terrorists coming in to uh, behead the babies. I've been a Black Lives Matter supporter since the beginning, you fucking moron. That ends today, wrote uh, Natalie W. 
as a Natalie Whitlock. In a statement posted on social media, the Black Lives Matter grassroots chapter responded to the ongoing fighting between Hamas militants and Israel Defense Force, saying, as the world is faced with deep questions about self-determination, as well as desire and pray for a world of peace, we, we must stand unwaveringly on the side of the oppressed. Playing the victim. They, well, I'll give them that. They, they, no matter what, they want to play the victim. They, they are not giving up that stance. When people have been subject to decades of apartheid and unimaginable violence, their resistance must not be condemned but understood as desperate act of self-defense. What about what about the um the the largest act of crime in the United States is black on black crime by far. There's no second place, not even close. How about that? Two shits. They give two shits about that, which undermines everything that they're saying here. Everything. And categorizing people by the color of their skin is fucking racist and you're a scumbag if you do it. I'll still be your friend, but doesn't mean you're not a scumbag. Some people have a problem being my friend when they know that I know they're a scumbag. You shouldn't. I'm I'm so okay with I'm such a I'm chill. I'm cool. As long as you don't hurt kids, I we can do a lot of shit still together. I'll help you work through your shit. Black Lives Matter grassroots stand in solidarity with our Palestinian family who are currently resisting 57 years of, of settler colonialism and apartheid. Remember, they posted this the day that the Hamas people beheaded babies. Killed, they killed 40 babies in that first attack. By the way, they didn't kill the baby. How they killed the babies is with their hands, with guns and with their hands, like like face to face. Like it happened in those kibbutzes. It wasn't with the rockets. As a radical black organization grounded in abolitionist abolitionist ideals. Good Lord. <laughs> someone, someone tell my wife I just had a stroke on the air. We see clear parallels between black and Palestinian people. Oh, you do, do you? Oh, you do, huh? Fucking idiots. Dude, jibber jabber. I see. Well, I see uh, clear parallels between all people, which makes me better than you. <clears throat> Man, these guys are scumbags. Wow, I've supported this movement from the beginning. Phone calls, emails, money. Wow, wow. Barbaric murderers. Women, children raped and paraded, named. Infants taken from their parents. Elderly murdered live on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? What they did on Facebook? What broadcast murdering <clears throat> people's families on their own Instagram account so the families yeah. could see it? I take your phone, I kill you, your family sees it on your Facebook page. Yeah, it's crazy. Post that black square, let me know. Listen, if you're one of those idiots who did that and you and just and you need to you need me like, like a Catholic, like I can I can forgive you. If you want me to like take you into a confession stand and like do you, I'll do you. Do you good? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm great at taking confession. I've heard one affiliate apologize to Greg. One. 
that dude in Florida. One. Remember the dude who came from Cuba? Oh yeah. I think I was I think I wore his shirt yesterday, actually. Can't remember what gym that was called, but yeah. Like CrossFit Light or something, L Y T E. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I think it was that one. Sevan needs an interpreter. Roman's hottie will be free next year, she says. Like, I just need someone who's literate who can read for me. <laughs> Let me see if you can do it. You You do it. Oh, <laughs> nice! Uh, Cave Dastro, light. Holy shit! Did you see Cave Dastro? Uh, uh, let's let's. Did you see Cave Dastro's bucket throw? Yeah, it was great. You want to pull it up? Oh, I froze. Can you hear me when I'm frozen? I can hear you. Oh, dude, that's amazing. The storm, jeez. I know, I agree. It's a little silly, but whatever. Very not. Yeah, this is crazy, dude. I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how I feel if this is. First of all, turn the music off. So, wait. Go back. I want to count the paces. Okay. 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 Ready? I need to click. Okay. Yeah. Go. One, two. Okay. Twenty and some change, maybe. Wow. Wow. That's stupid. <laughs> wow, dude. <laughs> That's so good. Wow, dude. I love he's wearing an orange ski mask. <clears throat> Hey, dude, here's what makes me think it's bullshit. Like, he practiced a lot. Yeah. Because there's already rocks in it, so that means he knocked it over a couple times. He's like, okay, I got to put something heavy in the bottom. Sure. Uh, my pool boy, you got big dick. <laughs> Fucking, <laughs> that's one way of putting it. Oh, my God. Oh, great. Dude. And I and and here's another thing I I love his yard too. It's huge. Man. Uh, Eric Weiss and he's taller so he's definitely further away. Those overalls are so fucking tight on him. He probably has a smaller gait than me. I don't know. I think it's a I think it's a great throw, dude. Chris, I think it's it, dude, it's I can't even believe it. It's so beautiful and smooth. He doesn't even fool around back there. Like I was like tripping. I was like, oh, I'm I'm not even like I was so insecure in mine. Look at <laughs> it doesn't even like skim oh the bucket god. either. It just goes straight in. Oh my god. It's good. Uh John Wick, I'll be in Budapest tomorrow. Want me to relay anything to Laura? You know, does she like older guys and what does she think about polygamy? <laughs> Man. 
Uh, dildo. I love his yard. The most dad thing to say ever. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, Mike McCaskey, 22 paces, 2.5 feet per pace, 55 feet. Yeah, I'm disqualifying it for that. <clears throat> COVID. I have COVID. All right. Shit. Crazy. Uh, tomorrow, Darren Hunsucker on. Wow. Oh, I'm looking at a text from Jedediah Snelson. Wheelwads November 30th to December 3rd. That's that's like a oh, that's far away. Okay. I'm gonna start I'm gonna start getting I'm gonna get on the wheelwad train. Uh let me get through crash here this week. The crash crucible. And rogue. Oh, and rogue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my goodness, rogue. I watched um I watched uh, the Shattican last yeah. night. Yeah. What did you think? I liked it. The uh, way better with the audio. Way better. Ask. Okay. Way good. better. Uh, what's the what is what's the beaver building a dam? No. <laughs> I typed in beaver and it filled it. Uh, how do I find the what, the YouTube page? Um, it's just C Beaver underscore is the username. But if you, I'm sure if you look up the Shattican, it'll. C Beaver, I got D Beaver. I'll put in C Beaver Shattican. It's like the Vatican, but it's shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Okay. Dude, um, you have some shorts that have over three thousand views. You have a short with eight thousand views. Yeah, it's literally just flooding roof. I don't understand it, but it works. Wow. And your um, and your and your window is amazing. Your uh, window, your your screen image at the top for the uh. Just the toilet. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, can we take a tour? Can we do some shorts and take some tours of those cars? Yeah, sure. Oh, by the way, that's a ridiculous opening shot. It's been a long, long day. <laughs> for the delay. Uh, recently, we started painting. We used to use a bunch of kills. It took us about an hour to try to figure out how to so, use so the paint sprayer. So what's going on here? I uh, are did, you actually trying to, sand. why are you painting? Are you actually trying to move into this house? No, we just we don't want to move into it. We just want to use it. So the my idea was it it smells horrible, like just straight up cat piss. Um, but the idea was we paint it with kills, and that way it like kills the smell and it kills any mold that's kind of growing in there. And then I can just paint over it with like regular like eggshell paint or something like that. Um, I didn't. It was going to be cheaper to do that than it was me to replace all, like remove all the siding and then replace it with drywall and insulation yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, well, I'll just go with the cheap option of painting over it and seeing if that alleviates the smell. And um, we we don't really care to live in it, I guess. But we were but going. what are you going to do? Like, what what are you going to do there? Like, just hang out and smoke weed or? Yeah, probably. No. Um watch football games, have parties. That that's that's eventually we would like it to be our gym. So we just turn that like big it's like a thirty by thirty foot by thirty foot space and we were gonna put all of our gym equipment in there and just use it as a home gym. In this main room. There's like another part of it that's like a another garage, <laughs> a couple it's like so there's this building 
which has a room and a bathroom and a shower and then another bathroom. And then there's a flat roof that somebody, just like I was telling you before, where they like just put a flat roof between that building and then the building behind it. And the building in the back was just going to be like a storage or just a hangout area. And then in the middle, we were going to put like a pergola, make it like a grill space patio. Type What's thing. a pergola? Like a sex thing? Yeah, yeah. It's um like a big piece of wood. It's like wood pillars that would go across between the two roofs, but it's open. Oh, 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 oh. What what's this what what's this this strip right here? Um, it's just like <clears throat> I can't remember exactly what's called. Is it is it is it, is it a groove that like you could put so, like a, a curtain in or something? Like it? Oh, it's just a molding. Yeah, I think it's just molding is what it's called. I think that's what it is. I thought like it had some sort of function, so it's just aesthetic. Yeah, it's aesthetic. God, I wouldn't even know how to paint my house. When I saw you doing that, I'm like, shit, I like. I would hire someone to paint my shit. I don't even know how to do what you're doing. I used to do it when I was in college, like painting and like construction, renovating stuff. So is that easy? Like I could just like, Hey, my mom, my mom keeps telling me I need to spray some like protectant before winter comes on my fence. I have this crazy nice fence that surrounds my house. Mm -hmm. Dude, that's a fucking big ass hell. Some I'm hearing some weird noises and shit this morning. Maybe it's just weird. maybe it's military shit. I just I heard I felt my house shake again, but it's a giant helicopter flying over. I never feel that. Huh. Um uh Oh yeah, and those computers. Dude, it was so heavy that monitor was like 20 pounds. Hey, so if I if I want to spray like some like Thompson's water seal, that's the car I want a tour of. If I want to play some spray some Thompson's water seal or whatever the water seal is on my fence. Do, do, do I brush it on or do I spray it on? I think you can do you can do either. Um, if you spray it on, if you have to have, I mean, you have a sprayer, obviously, but it um, <clears throat> can create a little bit more uh, like dripping. Like it can a lot of a lot of paint can go in one spot, so then it starts to just drip down the fence. So yeah, really, I don't care about that. What do I care about that? I just just from an aesthetic standpoint, it'd be nah. easier to. No one's okay. gonna see it. Okay. Well, then, just yeah, you wood. can spray it. It's clear. It's just clear. It's it's like it's just treated wood. It doesn't even have paint on it. Perfect. Yeah. Then you can just spray it, and it would probably be just fine. Spray then brush. Fence prep first is important. Power wash first. Oh fuck! I hate you. <laughs> spray will get on the fruit trees. Does that matter? No, I don't think so. Oh, you I guys. Mean, are... As long as you wash your fruit after you pick it. There won't be fruit on for another year. That that season just passed. <clears throat> oh, there you go. You're good. Spray, then roll the drippage. No, I'm not doing that. This, this I'm not even doing it at all. Why do I have to prep the fence? That doesn't even make sense. The only thing that we really had to do was dust around that room because there was just so many cobwebs and dirt and shit. That's the only... But if you're just doing it on a fence, it'll just... You, don't, you, sh you should just be able to just spray it. It should be fine. I've uh, been in the fence business for 15 years. Okay, do I have to do what McCaskey says then? Do I have to do this? Uh, do I have to? He's saying it's important. Spray, then brush, power. Where am I going to get it? I have to buy a power washer. Don't take offense. Defense, don't take offense. Yeah, that's good. Like that. <laughs> oh, uh, Chase, what do I do? Do I do I have to do what McCaskey says? Been in the fence business 15 years. You've been fishing for 15 years. Yes. Fuck. 
You don't I have a power washer? A bunch of Y's in it. That's, that's like an emphatic yes. That's not a typo. Yeah. He meant to say that. If you don't sand... Oh, great, Miss Redow. Fucking I hate being bossed around. If you don't sand or power wash, then your shit won't seal. Sure. <sighs> a rent. I can never rent. I never rent. Like, I'll need a lens that costs $30 for to rent for two days, and it's like a $7,500 lens, and I'd rather buy it. I'm not renting. <laughs> you don't want that on your credit score? No, I'm not. This, this Dude, this is a $100,000 fence. I know some of you are going to be like, what? Well, I'm going to show you guys. I'll make an Instagram post of it if you want. Maybe $120,000 fence. This is the craziest fence ever. Do you have a six-foot fence or like an eight-foot fence? Six. Okay. Well, <clears throat> maybe more, maybe seven. Legally, it would it, legally. Basically, what we did is we brought in a bunch of those like railroad. I don't know if they're ties or what they are, and then built a fence on top of that. Oh wow! And it's all six by six. Um, whatever those things are called, it's post, ball. Post. It's baller, yeah. And it's got uh, one, two, three, four, five electronic gates. It's crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's nice. Yeah, I'm so lucky to have that gate. Greg got it for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, right? That's great. Oh, you're right. You you know what? Dave probably does have everything I need. Yeah, probably. Um. Yeah, Cedar, big, big, crazy posts. Crazy, so many crazy posts. When they... The wood was crazy when they brought the wood in. I was like, holy shit. And I remember people would stop and be like, and ask the guys who were building my fence. They'd be like, hey, how much to build this? And then the people would just drive away angry. <laughs> yeah, you know, electronic gates, you know, like, come in, King Sevon. You are now safe. Yeah, we need to see inside this car. Yeah, I'll uh, take some video of it, maybe today or tomorrow. I have some... It's pretty, it's shitty. Like the interior is completely molded. Uh, he had brand, like the tires still had stickers on them. Like, oh, they're brand new tires, brand new tires. And then, but then we went to try to fill them up and they leaked. So they're not, they're not even usable brand new tires. Oh, cracked and old from sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have the keys they, to that car? Yeah. You do? Yeah. To that. And then the, the Jeep and the truck, we all have keys to them. Do any of them actually turn over? I haven't tried yet. That's like so far down on my list of things I care about. Right. You would have to, and you'll have to put a new battery in even before you try that, right? Yeah, probably. Battery, gas, probably oil. I hate to say it, but that car's cool. Yeah, it's a Riviera. I think it's a 64 Riviera. It's nice. It doesn't even look like it had any dents on it. No, there's only two rust spots on the whole car. It's that's it. So um, now you take the whole kitchen out and you got to put a whole new kitchen in. That was stressing me out when you're like, these are gross. And you took them out. I'm like, well, fuck. Now you got to put new ones in. Yeah. Are there some pretty um, <clears throat> complete cabinet uh, pieces for sale on Facebook Marketplace? And I've just been scouring them. And they're pretty, so they're really nice cabinets. And then you can kind of just 
put them wherever you want. Since we're basically starting from scratch, I can put them wherever, however I feel like would work the best. But the there's a light in the wall. Like if you, if you can see right there, there's the light is hardwired into the building somehow. And we haven't figured that out. And then the vent from the oven is also is it, wired into the this? wall. Yeah. So that's the vent. And then that brown piece that's dangling out of the wall over the sink is also hardwired in. We haven't found oh. the for those. Hey, when you said that the heat wasn't up to code, what do you care? Is it dangerous? Yes. Yeah. It's incredible. Like you're going to be breathing in gas and shit. Yeah. Or it could explode. <clears throat> so the HVAC unit that's in there right now, we had an HVAC guy come in and look at it. And he said, uh, if you were, if, if they even allowed him to make it work, it could essentially kill us at some point because the, the material that's within the HVAC unit is illegal. And then how the system is set up is illegal. Cause basically it just sends gas into a ignition and the ignition lights and then just heats the air that passes through it. And uh, I guess that's illegal and should be condemned. Um, the downside with that is there, I asked him, I said, okay, how much would it cost to like, I guess, fix it or get a new uh, HVAC system. And he said it was going to be like nine to $14,000. Holy shit. So yeah. Like, yeah. 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 That's That's great. That's to run it through the whole house. Yeah. So yeah. basically, and so what, when he walked into the house, he goes, what the fuck did they do here? Like the HVAC guy said that. We yeah. Like, you don't oh, want to hear great. that. No, that's not good. <laughs> so he has like an industrial, uh, HVAC unit on the outside. And then he has like a home heating unit and another section that's supposed to be heating. I guess they're supposed to converge and like heat the whole house totally. But now we're kind of at a standstill. Cause I also have to talk <clears throat> to the city. And the cities. What if you just don't put any heat in it for now, and just get and just for the time being, just use the uh, space heaters, space heaters, or shit like that, or like put a wood burning stove in or something? Um, because it gets to be like negative ten degrees in the winter, mm, mm, and it's just not livable. It was funny yeah. though because the guy left us an entire bucket full <coughs> of butane hand warmers. Yeah, and so. He's just living there with butane hand warmers and a shitty HVAC system. <laughs> You're a fucking lunatic. Where did that guy move? Um, Somewhere closer to the river. I don't know. It's like probably within an hour's, uh, within an hour drive of where he is now. Does he, does he move into a house or just stay lives in his car? In another house. Now, now this is the highlight of the film. What exactly is going on here? Here it is. It looks pornographic. It's been a pretty eventful past four days. Hey, I'm I'm impressed that you can move like that, dude. That, that yeah, was so fucking. Basically, put a hold on a lot that's of different projects. That's almost impressive. Throwing a ball in the bucket. Look at this. Your poor wife. She has to take the brunt of that some nights. Eventful past four days. What are you doing there? Uh, so that was the countertop that. And we had to throw it in the dumpster. And the dumpster people said that we can't have it not level with the top of the dumpster. It's been so a pretty even password days here at the Shadow Camp. A lot of things that we can't do, a lot of things that we can do. At least we have a toilet. To be able to lay that flat on the in the dumpster. 
when you saw that video footage, were you dying laughing? So that's why yeah. you put it in the beginning. You're like, what the fuck that's am I this, doing? This is so it's ridiculous. Good. Yeah. I remember just being so mad at that point, too, because the HVAC dude had just told us how much it was going to cost. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was mad at the place and I was mad at the guy who owned it last. And then I was mad that the cabinet was so heavy. And then so I was just like, fuck this. And just started beating the shit out of a cabinet in the dumpster. <laughs> Uh, extra sloppy Caleb. I do HVAC for a living. Feel free to send me some pics if you want my opinion. That's cool. Okay, Thank you, extra sloppy. Yeah, that'd be helpful too. Um, I just want to look at one thing. Fuck, I, I know I should not do what I'm about to do. I'm going to go on the Home Depot website. Should not be using, I'm outsourcing my life to the fucking chat. <laughs> Um, what what do I put in here? Oh, oh pressure washer. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So, I want an electric. Can I get just an electric one? Yeah. And cord. Oh, a cordless pressure washer. Can I do that? Oh, I'm gonna get tore up in the comments for this. Uh, gas powered washers are the best. Well, oh, fuck Mike. You're where am I going to? Oh God. Damn it. Mike. Is this a battery powered one? What, what do I do? I just buy this thing and then hook it up to a hose. Yeah. Those are pretty easy to use. Uh, get a fucking gas washer, Christ. Oh, dude. No, not powerful enough. Gas for sure. I hate you guys. I seriously hate you guys. I'm not going to buy a gas. So then I have to go to the gas. I then I need to buy a gas can. I'd need to own a gas can. Yep. I'd rather post a BLM black square on my Instagram account than own a gas can. Own a gas can. The fuck you think I am? Gas can. Look at this. Why? Because he's Mexican? Pay TDC to come wash it. <laughs> Shannon knows. You're definitely from California if you buy electric. Sad face. I, I don't want it. I, the electric one is fine. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. I got one. I got one. Okay. Uh, back to, uh, okay. So, um, so I buy one of these electric ones and then I hook a hose up to it. I like this DeWalt one. Just got a little battery on it. And I just spray the fence, the uh, both sides of it. Now I could damage the fence with a washer too, right? Like I like with a, a high pressure washer. Can't you damage it? Like take off too many layers? Yeah, you could. You just you have to keep a like a reasonable distance. I think probably a foot away from it's probably fine. Electric, not fine, ombre. What do you think, Caleb? You're from the chat, from the, <laughs> from the, from the YouTuber who runs the Shattakin account. What do you think? I think I, I think 
Don't feel pressure from the group, too. I know you're going to be like, you're like, fuck, if I say electric, I'm going to be lumped up with that old ding dong from California. I'm I'm just using whatever I've got, and I'm pretty sure a lot of them are electric. A lot of, okay. we have our, I think our, our paint is electric, and our um, pressure, whatever, is electric as well. But they're not my tools. I don't use them. Uh, we have both gas and electric. Okay, so which one, Caleb? Uh, electric is buying the same. Uh, electric is buying the same roadcaster and hoping it works well. They're the only people in the business, Christine. Which 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 uh, is electric? Okay. Oh man, electric will be fine for what you need. Okay, you're gonna use it once. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to use it once. Yeah. So I could either buy an electric one with 200 foot extension cord or a gas one with a gas can. <laughs> <clears throat> accessories, accessories. How about how about the like oh, the yeah. ones that you, what? Wad Zombie makes a good point too. If you if you go to Harbor Freight, I don't know if you guys have Harbor Freight. You probably do since Wad Zombie knows about it. It's like super cheap fucking Chinese uh like pressure washers, saws, drills, whatever the fuck. They work really well and they're cheap. It's a store? Yeah, Harbor Freight. I have the I have the Home Depot weed whacker, the Ryobi. Everyone makes fun of me who sees me using it. it takes me like four charges. It takes me like four days to weed whack my lawn because I got to keep recharging the battery. Oh my god! It takes me like forty five minutes to mow my lawn. Uh, none of the electric ones have five star. I don't know. I think you guys are just a bunch of fucking conservative fucking wackadoodle Christians who only like gas because you like to hurt the environment. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck the environment. Yeah. Uh, Adam Blakesley, uh, Harbor Freight is a joke. Go to Menards, which rhymes with retards, and you can get their medium brands on sale for better quality. Menards. <clears throat> Unfortunately, oh, I've met I've met Mike McCaskey. Unfortunately, and I think he and like I I he, what he says means a lot to me. Dang, like it carries a lot of weight. I know. I wish I'd never met him. Get it from Ace Hardware. Anthony will give you a discount. Only has a gas though. He hates electric. Of course, you guys are from fucking sticks. Even low die, low die. You got a weekend of fun in Lodi, Shanna is like rolling out a, a 200 garbage bags and putting the hose out on it and calling it a water park, charging all the kids in the neighborhood $5 to come slide on it. Now you guys operate over there in Lodi. I could show you, Shanna, I should probably show you this. This happened yesterday. This is against my better judgment, by the way. Let me see if I can. Um... We did another. I did another podcast yesterday with Avi. Mm. Uh, let's see. Bam, 
Raiders got 19-15. I won't say a bunch, but there's a lot. Make you good. You make them proud. Why do you eventually go in? I feel like I need to ex- I want to be strong. Like when I talk to you and like we're talking about working out, you're like, okay. Oh, here we go. Okay, ready? Shannon, here we go. This is... I didn't actually think I was going to show any of this, but... <clears throat> he wants to come on the podcast, and so, like, I bring him in here at night. This is the second time I've done it, because I because I don't really want him on the podcast, but he wants to be, so I bring him in here, and, and we just do some runs. Tell me... Let me know if you can hear this, Caleb. What's that feel like? You feel like you need to exercise, or you feel like you want to get strong? I feel like I need to exercise. If I'm not in the mood to doing anything, and mm-hmm. Mama wants to work out with me, I was like, okay, let's go work out. I sense that you want to be strong. Like when I talk to you and like we're talking about working out, you're like, okay, I want to be strong. I want to be fast. Like those are some, you, is, is, am I? Yeah, I want to be athletic. What's that mean? I want to be fast. I don't want to, you, the strongest man on earth. Mm-hmm. Who's that? He, Brian Shaw. Mm-hmm. He can pull stuff, but he can't run like Justin Medeiros. Mm-hmm. So I want, athleticism mm-hmm. and um strength so i can do both you want to be able to run fast and you want to be strong yeah justin's pretty strong yeah you only cross the games twice right yeah he's actually really strong hey what do you think about the fact um uh his mom told me that he lost his first uh 49 no four he did f- his first 50 wrestling math matches justin lost 49 of them Wait, he, what did he do? Wrestling? He was wrestling when he was a kid, a little bit older than you, and he started wrestling. Mm. And out of his first 50 matches, he lost his first 49. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Did he cry? Uh, probably. probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did he cry? Probably, yeah. He wants probably. to be a he wanted uh, 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 CK Kevin, so he wants to be a Medeiros, yeah, except for the part where you live in Lodi. He doesn't want to do that part. Wrestling, well, he just already knew he's like, Did he cry? Yeah, you were right, he probably did. And he started winning, then eventually, I think he became uh, he I don't know if he became California state champion, but he stuck with it, he started winning, and he made it to the state championships. Wow, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Does he still wrestle? Uh, no, I don't think so. But but you you know what I was thinking? <clears throat> Has his girlfriend won the cost? I like it. He immediately pivots to his girlfriend. Like he's he's like a chip off. Let's talk about his chick. Trick games? Not yet. Not yet. I, she's strong. I think she can win. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what her name is? Mm-mm. Ellie Turner. I don't think I heard of that name. You know what his mom's name is? Shanna. Shanna. That's a good name. Yeah, you know what, what his dad's name is? What? Anthony. Anthony. You call him Tony. Tony? Tony. What's up, Tony? What's up, Tony? Hey. Um... <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, sorry, he's made, guys. He's, he's made for this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I make you watch my... It's like, it's like you came over to someone's house, and now they're making you watch fucking uh, slides on the wall. It's like it's 1950s of their family vacation. Look at all my dog pictures. Yeah. All right. Uh, tomorrow, Darren Hunsucker, the most winningest coach in uh, the history of CrossFit Games. Uh, the I think he's in charge of uh, affiliate programming for Mayhem these days. 
Michigan native. Um, he has seen Rich Froney naked. We'll get into that for sure. I don't know that for sure, but it's for sure. For sure, I'm going to ask him. You ever seen Rich naked? What's he got down there? You packing? You packing or what? All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you for the good luck with the Shattuckin. Follow the Shattuckin. Uh, thank you to Mr. Uh, Sharnik. Wow. What a crazy, what a crazy story. Thank you to his wife, Sarah, for helping out with that. Uh, and, and we'll follow that story. And uh, thank you guys today for donating to his GoFundMe page. That was really, 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 really fucking cool. Makes me proud to be a part of this podcast. I'm humbled by your donations. <laughs>